0: middle cough all right this is another one of those uh four four uh, espresso shots before the show days for me i'm just warning you middle just
1: warning were you were you able to find the starbucks uh sugar-free
0: cream-free no the sugar the the the, the Light cream with the light blue at the top. I, I have not been able to find it a long
1: time. Out all over America. I order usually uh, 12 packs. Not 12 packs. Four, 24 packs. So I get four four packs delivered to my... Uh, that doesn't even add up. But I get a lot delivered through Amazon. Yeah. They're back ordered right now. Like uh, three weeks. I, I went to uh, Safeway yesterday. They're all out. It's just supply chain, man. I need those, you know, cream-free... Starbucks shooters.
0: I know they they taste just as good as the full cream. But you know what the key is? Somebody you've got to bribe somebody at the port. That's what it takes in, in uh, times like these. I would do that. You got to get a port guy, and your port guy is going to want fifty k
1: to unload the Starbucks uh, Starbucks uh, a boat. What impacts my whole bodily flow? Because yeah. Keurig sometimes doesn't have that same pop. I I, I had to punched. go to Seven Eleven today to get a. Uh, Sugar-free Mountain Dew. I mean, it's just, I I I like that Ooh. Starbucks drink. Yikes. Not sugar-free. Is it sugar-free? The Just Diet Mountain Dew. It just has a lot that's of just, caffeine. That's a hell of an audible there. Well, it just gives me a lot of caffeine. I'm not a big energy drink guy. So, you know, I don't really yeah. want like an iced coffee. I've already had what? a couple cups of just yeah. Keurig's that... I think we could question the amount of caffeine in a Keurig cup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's questionable. And, it is questionable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know... um the Mountain Dew, that's quite, that is a hell of a curveball, though.
1: Yeah, just, you know, it's like a football coach move. You know, it's like afternoon, early in the season that you're just coffeeed out, but you need some pop. And just the diet Mountain Dew, it says zero calories, so you feel good about yourself. Mountain Dew
0: takes you back. Um, Jalen Hurts probably understands the difference between, you know, getting your regular flow from a Starbucks and your Keurig kind of. No punch. Jalen Hurts is on Team Me. By the way, we <laughs> talked about this a while ago, right? Do you check or do you not check? You check. Yeah, most people. It's just it's it's a health check, John.
1: It's a health check.
0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, you can on YouTube like the video if you're here or if you're watching it later. We would appreciate if you like the channel or like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's great. We also have a podcast. If you're listening to that podcast, then go do the YouTube thing. If you're watching the YouTube, check out the podcast, which is linked in the description below. Either thing is linked in the other thing.
1: So. Yeah, it's all linked. Also on uh, on the podcast. If you listen on Apple or iTunes, which I know many of you do, because we see the uh, the analytical breakdown. It's like I think on every podcast, it's like well over ninety plus percent. Leave a review. And we appreciate it. Leave a review, and in that review, ask a question. Questions, not just comments like "We love you guys" or "I hate you guys" or "I love food that th- you recommended." Leave a question. Anything. It doesn't even have to be sports related, uh, though t- most tend to be. Leave a question. You can also the Facebook page, Haberman cough. Facebook. Zuckerberg has this little thing. You automatically gets uh, the podcast gets loaded, and if you are working at your desk, it's pretty easy. You just press play. You know, so it's, it's very simple. We get credit there too. So uh, yeah, use it.
0: Sorry. I'm just laughing. When you said Facebook, you made me think of, I saw this story today that um, it was like this internal memo from the Facebook people as they're trying to figure out why kids don't use the Facebook chat feature during play dates more. They want kids to use the Facebook chat feature, but they don't know. They're trying to figure out why kids don't use the Facebook chat feature more. Apparently their research says with who they chat during play dates is other friends who aren't at the play date or their parents. But what they want is for the kids to chat the other kids at their play date, according to the internal memo. I couldn't quite figure out what what it is they thought kids were gonna do during play dates or if they're aware of what play date is.
1: But- um, I I think if more information came out about some internal memos (laughs) at uh, some of these tech companies, people would be a little like, whoa, that's pretty nuts, is it not?
0: I would love a book. Bu- I, I, we should do a book where all it is is just internal memos.
1: Wall Street just, Journal's just, had some. I think they got a whistleblower at uh, at Facebook because they've had a couple kind of explosive articles about some internal memos coming out of the old uh, the old Facebook. You know.
0: <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, we're there, so you can go uh, go check. Yeah, I
1: enjoy that. You know, I still, I enjoy it. Um, enjoy it would be strong. I I, I'm, I I consume. I use it. I scroll it a couple times a day. Yeah. not sure why. Then I always question when I get about three. Because I, I end up, I follow some like Comedy Central into a lot of like Key and Peele old skits and stuff like that that I end up watching. They have some funny ones.
0: I mean, there's some just incredible classics. Yeah. Uh, there was a... Uh, anyway, we'll get off track. I was watching some Old Chappelle the other day, though. Well worth it. But um, yeah, get in the mailbag. We got another mailbag coming this week. You said that. And uh, yeah, I think we're ready to tell the people that we're sponsored by... Wrong sleeve. Titos. Tito's in, in vodka. We actually go hang out with our Tito's guy, Devin, uh, Wednesday. At Puesto, as it turns <laughs> out. But this is about Tito's. Puesto later. This is about Titos right now. Uh, Tito's right
1: now. John. Keep sending us your pictures of you drinking and making your Titos. The number one vodka in America, guy. Number one vodka in America. Titos, go get yourself local liquor store local grocery chain, maybe a Bevmo. Uh, go get yourself a bottle. Go get yourself a handle. Incredible price points. And then go make yourself a cocktail. And when you do make yourself a cocktail, tag us in the cocktail. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Tito Soda's guy, but obviously we're big John Daly's guy. That's just a little, uh, it's lemonade. It's an Arnold Palmer. Lemonade, iced tea, and Tito's. And it tastes fantastic, especially on a sunny day. And it's supposed to be a sunny week, guy. So you know, uh, 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 now that you live on this side of the bridge, ninety degrees tomorrow. Do you get that ninety degree heat there, or is still? Uh... I don't know. We'll see. I'm, yeah,
0: I, I might, might, that might be an eighty three for your boy. But uh, either way, you know it goes great with that. The Tito's kickoff, right, oh. which is we talked about that week one of the of the NFL season. It's some Tito's. It's a couple ounces of OJ. I recommend the fresh squeezed. I used to be a no pulp guy, but I'm good with pulp now. Two ounces of soda water. That's it. That's it. So maybe a little garnish, right? Maybe a little orange slice something like that, but Tito's, it's where it's at. It's the original craft vodka in this country. Back when nobody was making vodka in Texas, they told, they told him it couldn't be done. Tito beverage said, are you sure? And they said, no, actually we're not sure. Tito was like, well, damn it. I'm making the vodka then. And he did. And he not one, not two, not three, not four, 19 credit cards. No one else believed, but the, but this man, he started making drinks at charity events. They said, hey, you should send your vodka to the San Francisco vodka competition. It's like, okay, double gold. They're like, hey, uh, Trader Joe's wants to carry your vodka. He's like, never heard of him. Tell him to, tell him to, like Eli Manning said last night on uh, Monday Night Football, double birds. And they're like, no, actually, seriously, Tito, you should send yourself to Trader Joe's. So he's like, all right, fine, whatever. Bam! Blows up. And uh, you know, it's it's the same since it was from the jump. Six time distilled in copper pots, not columns. Is it more labor intensive? Yep. Is it better? Absolutely. And uh, off and rolling, here we are. Blood, sweat, tears, charity, dogs, and delicious vodka.
1: Get on it right now. Tito's number one vodka in America. Can't recommend it enough. You guys know. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, you will soon know. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume.
0: Namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Uh, podcast is also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code Haman, the number one, John.
1: I just got a little direct deposit today of uh, half my winnings from uh, last week, and I got another one coming with the other half. So it, it feels good. And the way you do it is you go to mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, and you play some bets. You're That's talking the about I,
0: the, par, the parlay winnings, the 5 I'm talking
1: about, yeah, I, I just got the HOMA win that came through, and then the parlay one is, is coming through as well. And uh, it's exciting. And we, have, we are down just to our original investment. We have our $300 to bet on a lock of the week. We have $100 to bet on the dud of the week. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Also a lot of college football. Baseball playoffs start next week. Get in on that. NBA, some futures, who you like to win. Uh, you know, I guess they don't really do divisions. I mean, they technically do, but, you know, the uh, the NBA championship. But lock of the week, guy. We uh, One takeaway I had last week is I do believe that it can be challenging when you get over the touchdown mark. Now, I, I know the Ravens took it 66, but that like seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, that number, I like it when it goes right to like 12 because it just shows you right away. Like the the Bills this week. You could argue that the Texans at 16 and a half, 17 points, that's just a lot of points for a team that has just played relatively solid. Yeah. Right? And, they, and think about this. The Texans... I'm not saying this is lock or dud, but that's just that's a lot of points, you know? And that just that feels was like a it, sucker's bet. Was it twenty nineteen when there was like every week there was multiple fourteen to sixteen point lines in the NFL? Do you remember? Well, that? if you remember the Dolphins did that tank where they were gonna tank for Tua basically, and they traded what? Minka they traded Minka and uh and Laramie Tunzel. And I'm pretty sure by like week three, they had a line that was 20 points, early in the season.
0: Don, right now at mybookie.ag promo code uh, ham and the number one, you can get it on the Bucks game, the Pass game. That's the same game this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, right now, you want to bet the biggest game of the year? Use the promo code ham. You double your per, your first deposit. You double your first deposit with my bookie with the code ham one. Sorry, ham one. Uh, I should know this by now. Promo code ham in the number one, double your first deposit, start winning season today. Um if you accept the bonus, you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds, or you can decline the bonus. But either way, ham one, let them know we sent you right now that game is Tampa
1: Bay minus six and a half. I would take the Pats. I might bet the Pats just in this game in general. Yeah, it feels like the Bucks are gonna be a hot pick. Um
0: I like, I like the Bucks while it's at six and a half on the road. I think the difference between them is Adele, as Adele sang about Tom. Hello, <laughs> it's me. I thought that was, God, I got chills watching that thing. Um, I think the difference is Bill and Tom both badly want to win this game. Tom can do something about it once the game starts. Bill can kind of do something about it, but at the end of the day, Bill's quarterback is Mac Jones, which might be enough because, sneaky, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the Bucs are giving up the most yards per game in the NFL this year. We have a bunch of injuries in the secondary. So uh, they are, it's this is not the Bucks defense of Super Bowl championship. Yeah. So I, I you're not crazy. I don't I don't know what the weather's going to be, but um, I like the Bucks John likes the Pats. So pick a side.
1: Did you have an early game that you uh, were licking your lips for lock of the week? Um for uh let's see, did I have an early game? I I have week? one that oh. doesn't fit all criteria, but it's my favorite game of the week that I'm going to that I, What is th- it? That, I, I like Minnesota at home getting a couple points against the Browns yes we actually talked about that game before yeah I mean but but that would somewhat go again I mean the Browns are a 11 12 win 14, team was is... you know the other game I wrote down would be the Titans are going to the Jets yes seven and a, half. Seven and a half. AJ AJ Brown I think pulled his hammy so he's gonna miss the game uh Julio is kind of banged up but that's, he's been good this year really yeah I that you know I have no problem if if you're in I will bet against Zach Wilson I, I have no problem with that philosophy yeah,
0: I like that game uh,
1: a couple of the games that
0: stood out to me John Bengals at home minus seven and a half against the Jags you know Jags were in position to beat the uh, Cardinals last week but it was kind of freaky and football team minus one and a half at Atlanta who do you, um, you like the Jags no I like the Bengals
1: well it's a short week right that's the Thursday night game
0: that's the Thursday night game
1: yeah so that's you. the
0: home team, Bengals, seven and a half at home. But
1: you know. would you would you rather bet on the Jets or excuse me, bet on the Titans to cover against the Jets, or get a couple points against Minnesota in that offense that looks badass? Um, and the Browns, the Browns, you know, I you like. Know, mi- I you know, I, I like to me, Minnesota Browns is a real football game. Yeah, and I like Minnesota plus two. That's what I'm saying. I don't don't mind doing a lock of the week. Like a lot of people, lock of the week for them, like the game they feel most is a real football game. We just bet on the shittiest game, kind of. Well, we do the the dud of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying we bet on the shittiest, like, opponent, which is it's not a foolproof plan as we've seen. How about Saints at home, seven and a half against the Giants? It's just I don't like Jameis as much as a favorite as I do as a dog. (laughs) His his numbers as a dog, I mean, are like incredible.
0: Yeah. How about. Rams at home six against the Cardinals.
1: I, I, that's just the problem: is there's two good teams? Yeah, and their divisional game. How about like, Ravens? I'll do, I'll do the Jets, b- but by the end of the week, I'd have no problem if we go Vikings. I won't either. So. I watched that game today.
0: So, Dutton Dutton of the week, Dutton, I mean the Dud of the week:
1: L- Lions, Bears, or football team Atlanta. Uh yeah, Lions Bears could add up to like four total wins. That one, at the end of the season.
0: You know, if I'm being honest, that's probably the dud. I'd rather call football team in Atlanta the dud because I, I
1: would take football team one and a half. Um, I did see Rivera said that Heineke needs to calm down a little bit. So it's like, are we comfortable on Heineke? No, that'd be the thing. I like I like the football team. I'm with you against Atlanta, but. Heineke, if if Heineke threw a four pick half, it's not like it wouldn't shock anybody, right? No, <laughs> you know, other than the Falcons' defense, it would shock them. Yeah, well, I mean, they just, I guess it's Daniel Jones, but they Giants don't... stink. Yeah, the Giants are terrible.
0: Uh, Frederick on YouTube says uh, Raiders four bank it. It's not that line's not four, is it?
1: It's all the way at the bottom because Monday night. Hello,
0: uh, three and a half. I actually like the Raiders plus three and a half in that game.
1: Charge is pretty good, bro. I know. I know. It's a great game. I think it's gonna be, you know, covering Keenan Allen and Mike Williams a little different than Fuller, Parker, and Rookie Waddle. That's true. Chargers got to cover too, though.
0: They gotta cover Ruggs, well rounded star receiver. Yeah. All right. So a lot of options. A lot of options. A lot of options. That'll be uh what's coming up for us mybookie.ig, promo code and the number one. Uh, a lot of looking forward. That's what we do. We do a lot of looking looking forward, predicting, analyzing, telling you what you think. But I have to look back for a moment. I saw there was uh, some quotes from our guy, Ham pod, listener, and uh, former guest, Kyle Yuzchek, about whether or not he should have gone down at the end of uh, regulation against the Packers, which I think is crazy. But you and I talked a little bit about late-game management from the Niners, and I did think watching the game again And we talked about this a little after the game, 12 seconds on the play clock when they snapped before the use check touchdown. And then I saw the quote from Kyle about the punt at midfield when they were down 10 to nothing. After the snap from Alex Mack, where the left side of the line wasn't ready, Sermon gets like a loss of a half yard instead of what probably could have been a loss of more than that. The Niners punted the football. The Packers drove down the field and scored. Kyle Shanahan said about that sequence, quote, that's one I regret a ton. Trey Sermon did a good job of getting back to the line of scrimmage and I should have stayed with my original feeling which was to go for it on fourth down and short from midfield and I think my take watching that sequence again you and I watched it again we watched the end of the game again we watched the use check touchdown again that this team does not have big margin for error with their quarterback with some of the questions of their defense Kwan Williams John is hurt he's out Busker's Buster Screen is replacing Kaywan Williams this when week. That, when did that happen? Like uh, t- 10 minutes ago? Calf I, strain. So uh we can talk more about that later. Because I, I can think of a guy who's out there working out for the Bucks right now that the Niners might be interested in. But they just don't have the margin for error to not be buttoned down. And Shanahan, I don't know if it was because he was so angry at the the bad play on third down that he didn't collect himself or he couldn't see the Spot well enough to decide to go for it, but that hurt him. Snapping the ball with 12 seconds. The more I've looked at it and thought about it, the people that were mad about that on Sunday night were right. Snapping the ball with 12 seconds on the play clock. If you watch that play again, Yuzhak did nothing. You, they're trying to rip the ball out of Yuzhak's arm. Right? He's got two guys on him. One of them's trying to rip the ball out. So it's it's an he's fighting to hold on to the football as ball he's security. driving forward. Hashtag ball security. Hashtag Harvard. So four I points no of pressure, but 12 seconds, if you go back, you and I did this, we watched it 12 seconds. They snapped it 12 seconds on the play clock. You go back and watch the rest of that game and you take those 12 seconds away. And that's a major impact on the football game on the Packers last drive.
1: And to me, it's not even about like, I think in a perfect world, you know, when a, when a team is going to kick a field goal at the end of the game and the other team has no timeouts and it's ticking and the guy's and the coach is standing right next to the referee. And he goes, I'm gonna call this thing right at one second, and he just does it, and and the ref knows, so you can't screw it up. I don't even think you have to get to like snap the ball exactly at one second, which instead of 42 on the clock would have been 30, and when Kyle would have got in instead of it being 35 would have been you know 23 or whatever. To me, if you just snap it around five seconds, that seven second swing is enormous. You know, because that gives you a little wiggle room. I think sometimes it happens a lot. In the, I mean, Lamar, clearly I've seen a lot of people give the the Lions. I don't know if, the, if Dan Campbell mentioned anything, but they got screwed. That final play that he his throw on fourth and long was zero seconds on the play clock. Yeah, ridiculous. So I, ridiculous. Think, so I, I don't understand. So, by the way, can I say something about
0: that play real quick?
1: Yeah. Why do we treat the play clock differently than we treat the clock on every
0: other planet? in every other sequence. Well, isn't, like, the re- isn't the referee staring at the at the clock? the thing, you know, the explanation on the play clock is always like, all right, the referee looks at the clock and then he looks down, and then once he sees zero, he looks down, and if the ball's not snapped, then he waits a beat, then he throws the flag. Even by that measure, they screwed that one up. But it's like, when I show up for first period at 8 a.m., bell rings at 8 a.m., I'm late if it's after 8 a.m. I, I don't have know. to look, there's a bell. I don't understand. Anyway, I
1: agree, know. and to me, that is one where... You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is 30 years old and he's been in the league now for a long time around Kyle Shanahan, Josh McDaniels and fucking Bill Belichick. Like that's that to me, I'm putting on him, you know, yeah, like I, that, that yep. to me, some instincts like we're not in a total rush. There's there's to me, there's difference between being in a rush like the Packers were on that final drive and being in control with urgency which the Niners should have had there, right? Hey, we're, once we pass the midfield and get down there, we have urgency because we have to score, but we are still going to dictate the terms. So let's just, and, and Jimmy, like, a lot of people have, have DM'd me about prevent defense. Like, Middlecoff, what? Like, I, like I'm uh, <laughs> Wink Martindale or something. I would just say in my time watching football for a living, I do think it's very difficult to strike a balance of prevent defense And you can't blitz everyone against Aaron Rodgers. We we saw Wink Martindale do that against Derek Carr, and it cost him the game. You blitz everyone, Devontae Adams could be walking into the end zone or even one of their other wide receivers. I have no problem with playing your defensive coverage. To me, Fred Warner, coaches hammer this home. Like There is a difference between doing what is expected. Like, Jimmy, you're going to run this play. Kyle, you're going to run it. We're going to execute the shit out of it. Ideally, like Kyle breaks tackles and gets in the end zone, but even if you get tackled right at the one like one or two, that's a badass play. That's high level execution. But it's also like your instincts, like Kyle's instincts are to break tackles, get into the end zone. Jimmy, your instincts as a player, how many times have you been in these meetings and heard the fucking coaches hammer this? See the number, call, snap the ball. I'm sure they have these drills in the offseason and the training camp about be a football player. Like to me, my thing with Fred Warner, and I hate being, I have no problem being critical of Jimmy because his game is kind of hit or miss. Fred Warner has like been a perfect player for the Niners for like the last three years. Like I can't expect anything more of him, but I think if he was being self-critical, his like deep kills you there. The underneath stuff, you can swarm to the ball. They don't have any timeouts. So like that depth, I bet he's getting his depth exactly like they're telling him, right? Whatever, get to your landmark. But it's also like, well, they're running deeper routes. Get even deeper, right? Because he was just millimeters away from tipping the ball. But it's like, I can't let anyone get behind me on a crossing route. Someone gets in front of me. I'm the best fucking player on this field. Me and Devontae, I can still tackle him in front of me. But get behind me, that kills us. So it's it's a balance of just like, that's one to me, Fred. Maybe that gets in that situation again. Instincts picks the ball. Because they try, you know, that same team would probably try to run it against that prevent defense. Yeah. Where it's like be be an instinctive player. Don't just be a robot. And that's that's a balance. And, And I think the best players historically, and just the really good ones, have a balance of doing what they're told, but also you know let your playmakers make play. Like being being a playmaker, being instinctive, like. I can't just get to you know. Lewis used to talk a lot about this when he played for Saban and Belichick. I don't know if you know this; he's only mentioned this Lewis a Riddick. million times. That like you have different uh, assignments right on in coverage, especially as like a safety to get to different landmarks. Well, there's difference of just like I got to get seven yards deep and two yards over, and also hey, I got Julio Jones that he's doing this. Like I got to cheat it a little bit. And remember Belichick when he was on. Uh, the greatest 100 players and he he like had an erection talking about Ed Reed's play. Like that's the highest level of instincts. Yeah. But there is a there's some middle ground that I think Jimmy you kind of blew that one. Yeah, what, I think what's the, what's the rush,
0: right? Be quick but don't hurry is the legendary quote from John Wooden, right? Be quick but don't hurry. And there was no rush. In in fact Again, this was one of, like, three moments in a critical spot in the game that Chris Collinsworth said something really good. Chris Collinsworth gets a lot of heat. I enjoy him. Before the snap of that play, before the Niners snap the ball with 12 seconds on the play clock at the touchdown and use check, uh, Collinsworth says the Niners don't want to stop the clock right now. If anything, they want the clock to run as much as possible because they don't want to give the ball back to the Packers with any time left. He said it right there. And I agree with Kyle Juszczyk. I believed it that night, and I believe it even more today. Once that play happens in that moment when you've already had, um, A, you're trailing, and B, you had the end of the first half when you guys couldn't punch it in, and you're just in the middle of this moment where you're fighting to hold on to the football. Like, I don't have one ounce, 1% of myself that has any issue with Juszczyk scoring. But while you can control the play and control everything, everyone's just standing there, the ball's sitting on the field. You, you just,
1: this team doesn't have the room for error I agree. to snap the ball with 12 seconds on the play clock. Well, once they have, once you get it over midfield under, you know, around the minute mark, to for them not having timeouts has to dictate the way you're thinking, right? By
0: the way, another thing that Collinsworth said, like, was six minutes left in the game
1: when they used their last timeout. They're just going to come back to bite them? He
0: just said that, wow, backers used their last timeout.
1: Yeah. Well, you see it happen a lot. In the NFL, sometimes it happens in the first half, and they make too big a deal with it. It can cost you points at the end of the first half. It can be very, very critical in the second half when you blow a couple timeouts. I mean, the Harbaugh teams did it a lot. You know, delay a game type stuff or just fuck ups on defense. You you have no timeouts with five or six minutes left in a big game, tight game. That is, I mean, the Packers should you know have gone to church Sunday night, like, and just said thanks because that's. If they had one timeout and pulled that off, very understandable, right? They have the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, the best wide receiver in the game, but to do that with no timeouts is to me what really made that win for on their side and the loss for the Niners be so extreme, right? It's like, "Oh my god." Wouldn't you agree if they would have if they would have had multiple timeouts, let's say the Niners the, the Packers used one, they had all three on that final Niners drive, they used one to slow down the clock. The Niners still end up scoring, and then they had two, and they pulled that off. It's really not that crazy. Right. It's kind of understandable. Yeah. But in the situation where they have no timeouts, even everyone on their couch is like, well, we're still in pretty good shape. They got no timeouts. But you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, is this too good to be true? And it was too good to be true because of the way – I think it just all simply gets back to that. The difference of seven seconds. Again, just let it go to five I'll never have a problem right around that five minute mark. I know a lot of people like to get really greedy, but you, you see enough fuck ups, right? And in that situation to lose five yards, it's like, but they rushed to the, to the, like they were on the line of scrimmage like 15 seconds. Like everyone just, yeah. let's take a deep breath. Yep. But there's also, I also go back to the balance, like you said at the end of the first half, they're not exactly the 07 Pats where a touchdown's guaranteed. That's the That's the hard part. And Jimmy's not thinking like, you know, I'm just every yeah, time I lead a drive, I score. It's true. But we're talking about the play clock here, not the game clock, right? Like, yeah, they had 45 seconds. on, And they had side.
0: and they had timeouts.
1: How many timeouts they have? They definitely I think had, they had all three. Yeah, they right? definitely they had all had, three. You're right. You're right. So. um, Yeah. And you can always spike the ball like in their situation when you have a lot of time. Not ideal because you give up a down, but right. But I don't think it was it wasn't. Even getting close to. That.
0: If it came to that, there, the, all there were some other failures that we'd probably have to talk yeah. about. But uh, if it came to that, then Trey Lance probably would be starting this week. If if they were in that position that they were and like couldn't score and used all their timeouts and were spiking the football somehow, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> that means they would have run like four. They, that would have been before first down time. It would have been, yeah, because the, there's four downs. Like so, I don't know how they would have even been in that position. Like they would have had to had a penalty and like
1: fumbled the ball backwards, right? That would have been worse than what happened. Yes. (laughs) Which is saying something, because what happened was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay, so let's talk about Trey Lance. We talked about this a little bit after the game. Um, The Niners passing game is behind pace right now in terms of just what it takes in the NFL. At this moment in time, if we take the top 10 passers in the league by touchdown, and there's actually like 13 of them because a few guys are tied for 10th place, when it's all said and done, your top 10, probably like the guy that's 5th, 6th, 7th, that guy, maybe 9, 10, That guy's probably going to have around 32 or 34 touchdowns this year in a 17-game season. And the Niners are not on that pace. They are not on that pace right now, which is bad because they can't run the football. And um, they're about to play a team that you, have to, you might have to play like that this week in order to beat Seattle.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the Niners have a flaw going right now because they are solid. Right, you watch you watch all the teams like they they are not. I wouldn't put them in the upper echelon like the way the Rams are playing, and they're definitely not on the lower echelon. But they're probably like higher end middle. But their fatal flaw when they play some of these teams like Seattle, the way Seattle got beat last week was Cousins threw for three hundred plus yards and three touchdowns, and really sliced and diced them. And I'm watching Jimmy Garoppolo going. Does he have a three touchdown game in him against a good team? And I don't think he does. And their running game. The Vikings and Titans combined the last two weeks are about 300 yards rushing two guys. Madison had 112. Obviously, Derrick Henry had 180. (laughs) Uh, Plus the other, you know, two weeks ago in that win, the Niners aren't running for 150 yards right now with the crew of guys they are running out on anybody. And that year when Jimmy Garoppolo, when they made the Super Bowl, they were one of the best defensive teams. And they had a couple offensive moments, passing-wise in different games. But for the most part, it was a running game. Well, their running game, like I don't have much faith in it working right now with some random guys. I mean, Trey Sermon doesn't even look comfortable in the offense yet. And Elijah Mitchell, who knows if he's able to play this week, clearly they were not comfortable playing the random guys, right? The dude they claimed off a practice squad. uh, Or even Kerryon Johnson, who was on their practice squad. So that, to me, is part of it. It's like Kyle, and maybe just another week in the scheme, they feel a little bit better. It happens a lot in college, where because I was thinking about Matt Rule the other day, how different it's got to be when he loses a guy, right? Which I'm sure happened to him at Baylor. He just has another guy on the team that he's seen a lot of reps with and you just kind of, you bring him up that week in practice and then he plays. Where in pro football, you like, you have to sign a guy off the street and then you're like, you know, I don't really like what I see. So you just try to like circumvent that position, which can be very difficult for the Niners when running football is their go-to thing. But... Seattle's fatal flaw is not stopping the pass, and I don't feel great about like Jimmy Garoppolo right now is you know a bottom twelve quarterback. He's in the twenties based on the of all the football I've watched right now, he's somewhere twenty to thirty two. You know, closer to probably twenty, but that is not the type guy that's beating Seattle, right? Now, if you have a if you have a top like if Kyler Murray was playing them or Matt Stafford, I'd be like, Well, Seattle's in trouble. Like, we just saw cousins, light him up. Do you feel good about Jimmy just lighting anyone up right now in the passing game? Because I don't. No. Well, also, it's not
0: just the Cousins lit him up. It's the Cousins lit him up without making mistakes. And you know, I think one thing we know with Garoppolo, if there's enough volume, he'll make some great plays. But he will also make mistakes. Probably one like, of the better games he's ever played. Did you tell me that? I didn't tell you that by the numbers, but I, I could tell you that. just I watched the game today, and then I texted you and said, have you seen Kirk Cousins' line? From the Seahawks game. And you said, Yeah, let's check his line for the season. Have you seen that? And then we both said, We think he's a top 10 quarterback. We'll get to him and we'll get to him later, though. But yeah, he was 30. Where did I write it? 30, 30, 38, 38, 23, yeah. three touchdowns, no picks. Like, does Jimmy, ha- um, so does Jimmy the- have
1: that game in the bag against anyone besides like the Jets or the Jags right now? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I, look, I think he does have that game in the bag sometimes. But what it takes for that game to happen is things you, you got to get lucky. Like there's gonna be a couple of balls that could be picked, they can't be picked.
1: You're gonna fumble a ball. You gotta fall on it, right? There's so to me, it's not. I, it I mean, we'd have to. Someone will correct me. I would be think there's a chance he's never completed 30 balls in a game. Maybe it's happened a, a, a handful of times. I don't yeah, want to get Regardless
0: off. of the number, my point is just what I think it's possible that he has it. I think Kirk Cousins has that thing. Kirk Cousins could play that game three out of four weeks. Jimmy yeah. might play that game once a year. I agree. Is my point. So, but we'll get to Kirk. This is about Trey Lance. Like, does this mean you need to play Trey Lance more this week against the Seahawks? Cuz I think there's an argument to make that he just gives you something that you're going to need potentially. He potentially gives you something you're going to need. I think you could also make the argument, John, that it's that this is a dangerous game. Seattle makes mistakes. The fewer mistakes you like Minnesota just didn't make really any mistakes last week. They played a really clean game on offense. Yeah. And that you are taking a chance, right, if you go with Trey, because he could also make you the mistake that really hurts in this game. But at this point, do you have to try it, given what he could bring from a dynamic standpoint? And, you know, you made a really good point Sunday night. If you're struggling to run the football,
1: maybe Trey Lance can help you do that. Well, I, I was listening to Kyle... I think it was Sunday night. Maybe they were asking him like, why if your running game is limited, why don't you use him more? And he's like, well, he's not a running back, right? It's not like I just, I can, we can hand him the ball. So if I'm just running him all the time, it becomes pretty clear to me though, where they haven't used yet really, I guess they did the one time. And I mean, one of his two plays was a pass. You need him to give you explosive plays. So a play action, deep bomb. Like when I'm watching cousins, their offense is actually very similar to what the Niners do, not in yards and execution and points, but just in terms of the plays he runs. They do a lot of the boots and the waggles like he is tailor made for this offense. He pushes the ball deep. Now, he has Justin Jefferson, who's on pace for a fucking incredible season and third and Thielen, who is just a baller. But the Niners have Ayuk and Debo. I mean, Debo's a stud. And George, like, you can push the ball. And even Kyle said, and a lot of people dm me that we were critical of Jimmy on the pick. And even Kyle was like, you know, it was just incredible play by the backside corner come across. But it was, Kittle wouldn't even have touched the ball. Like, it wasn't a good throw. So, yeah, it's a great play, but George... You don't think Kittle would have touched the ball in that play? You thought it was overthrown? Well, yeah, he put his hands out. And the guy—it was the guy—was way in front of him and caught the ball.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty close because I also think he couldn't have underthrown it, and it would have—you know—if he had underthrown it, the defender was. I think the, uh, to me, the flaw. With I, that thought, play I thought I thought it was it a little Emmanuel receiver. Sanders Super Bowl-ish. You know, like. See, I didn't think it was that far, but maybe I'm wrong. I thought the mistake on that play—I thought the problem, not the mistake on that play—was that you know ideally it's Ayuk that's running that route, that's running down the field like that. Yeah,
1: but I I think one of the advantages, and I don't blame them for doing this, they go, our tight end is going to be one of the faster tight ends in the league, and we might get a mismatch down the field, and he's able to run by him, and that's true. I have no problem running that play again. Use Trey. Bring Trey in for some big plays. You need to get a spark. You need to get some explosive plays in the passing game because it doesn't exist right now. The, The explosive plays they had in the passing game last week were George... Throwing a guy off him, stiff arming a guy, running through the middle. Debo making catches out of his ass, which I'm not trying to, that's incredible what he was pulling off. Well, I'm just watching. It's not even just the Minnesota game against Seattle. You just watch a lot of games, like the Cowboy game last night. Guys, just why can't the Niners receivers? He's got to scheme these guys open and for them to push the ball down the field. They have to do that if they're going to compete in the modern day NFL. This is not 1996, this is not 2015 i feel like the game's pretty consistent you have to make big plays and the niners in 2019 a lot of their big plays came in the run game and i don't think you can depend on that right now there were points in time in that game where juice it felt like kyle was like and i don't blame him but he's like i don't trust anybody right now except juice to be my running well, back did he get the first carry of the game yeah, I mean, that's like, I, I love Juice, but uh, I mean, I, he can't, that's not, I, I have more faith on him, like, putting him at slot receiver than doing that.
0: I think the question I have for their run game is, was it just not enough time for his running backs this week, or does he not like any of those guys enough to
1: put him in the game? Because well, we know one, this. One guy he drafted in the third round. Right? What are you talking about? I mean, one of the guys that he's on the fence with right now in terms of playing time would be Trey Sermon was a third. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, he was the guy that played in that game. I'm saying the other guys because we keep talking
0: about, you know, you can plug anybody into this offense. Well, if that's the case, he didn't just plug anybody in on Sunday night. Like, he doesn't feel that way. Is it because he hasn't had enough time with those other guys or are they just not good enough to be on the field?
1: Wouldn't you say his history would say that he – there's a level, even as an NFL coach where transactions happen a lot – He's got to be pretty comfortable with you to depend on you on offense. Defense, they run through guys. It's less of his baby. I yeah. think with the offense, his baby, he's got to feel pretty good about you. Like he does not throw random guys out there. Well, very part often. of I, don't you think protection is a big part of
0: that too? Like specifically quarterback protection.
1: But if you're just bring the guy in for a, an actual run. Yeah. Why I, wouldn't you give the guy a rep? I, I I don't know. But other than he doesn't, he, he doesn't trust it. Jimmy had one game in 2019 where he threw over 30, he had over 30 completions. For the most part, Saints it was game? all uh no, it was the it was a win against the Cardinals. Four touchdowns. So, I mean, it was now he beat up on the Cardinals that year. He threw eight touchdowns in two games against them. Well, and he threw 27 touchdowns that year, which in a 17 game season is 28 and a half, which is
0: still, even in that good, really good year, is behind what a top ten quarterback. We'll do this year. That year, that was good for six in the league. This year, it's not going to be.
1: No. What's he on 20, pace for right now? 28 and a half. But he's on pace right now for like 23, right? With four touchdowns. Isn't the math we did before the game? Uh,
0: four touchdowns through. Oh, yeah. He's on pace for 23. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. What I was saying is 27 this year is 28 and a half, but his pace is 23, which is not good enough, especially with
1: this defense and with this run I, game. I, I just think unless you have the best run game in the league, which like the Titans, right? And it's not even the run game. It's like they had the best running back. <laughs> so it's like even I think Henry had a buck, some, like a buck 20 against the Colts. They just have a great running back. The Niners do it by committee, but their committee is just injured. It's not working right now. You have to be able to pass the ball you have to be able to pass the ball. And when you can do both, you can dominate as an offense. Like last night watching the Cowboys, their greatest advantage is, we know their passing game's awesome. When they're running the ball, they're going to score 40 points because of what the hell do you do? They have multiple running backs. Zeke looked good, and then they're throwing it all over the place with all these guys. Like it's, and, and they just represent a lot of different offenses, right? I mean, the Rams are a good example. They just run the ball a little, but their passing game's so elite. The Cardinals, they use random running backs, but they're, quarterback can operate as a runner pretty easily, and then their passing game's awesome. So you watch that Seattle game, it's like, at any moment, at any moment, they can score a touchdown. Like, that's the one thing, even though they've been off, they were more off last week, I thought, than the Titans game. The Titans game, they just kind of hit the skids in the fourth quarter and the Titans had this incredible comeback. Last game, they really didn't play well in the second half because it was it was 17-7, and then they never scored again. They lose 30-7. to They lose 30-17. to And they just looked out of whack. But anytime he drops back and throws it to 14 or 16, you feel like that guy can score a touchdown on that play. Like the Niners do not have that tonight, or I mean right now. And the problem when you play them, like that that to me is why you have to institute and just have a couple deep bombs. I mean, you got to give them to Jimmy too, but I would bring Trey in a couple times because I do think if you're going to win this game, Twenty-five plus points, like you're not winning this thing in the teens. Seattle's not scoring back-to-back weeks in the teens, right?
0: No, I mean Lockett. I Lockett. I would expect plays. You know, he hurt his knee. He came. Knee, yeah.
1: He came back.
0: So I would expect that he plays this week.
1: How did How did they Chris, cover? D, how, was it last yeah, year? The DK plus, had a like an eighty-yard catch against them and ran by everybody. Remember that? that they were banged. They had a bunch of random guys on the field, but I just that's a bad matchup guy for them. Um, and Chris Carson's running the ball really well. Yeah, I mean, I just
0: so I, you know. The other thing is the Niners. It's when we talk about big plays. I mean, we're talking about creating them on offense.
1: They have one takeaway on defense. Like, I don't. And that guy's on injury reserve right now, right? Is that the pick six from Greenlaw?
0: Yeah. What other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They don't even force balls on the ground. I guess, uh, what's his name, who got a uh, chest contusion slash pissing blood Josh in, in shambles, but he's day-to-day. <laughs> I saw someone's like, you know, you get a chest contusion, uh, you're pissing blood, you spend two nights in the hospital day-to-day, rolled ankle, three weeks. <laughs> ankle, it's
0: clear, like the ankle, you gotta. if you can move your cont- your contused,
1: bleeding body, you can play, so, but you yeah. got to be able to move it. So I think Witten and Romo both had, had like ruptured spleens and played in games. Tony definitely it. did. You do it for the star, John. Yeah. You do it for the star, I guess.
0: John, speaking of star, how about the latest star in the ham portfolio, huh? Oh, if you know about this, we'll be oh. there tomorrow. Oh, the people of Puesto, we appreciate you. We love you, and we can't wait to come see you. Puesto, John. Is elite with a capital E L I T E Puesto Mexican Artisan Kitchen and Bar.
1: You know, if they if they dare to give me an open tab tomorrow, I'll I'll take down ten tacos. No problem. I'll take shrimp. I'll do the uh I, I had actually, I don't know if I sent it to you, someone DM'd me. They must have been in San Diego and had the short rib tacos, just a picture of the two of them. Must have got a little taco plate, and they looked fantastic. Oh, it's and yawn. I think it is. Is that the taco? The shrimp tacos, I'm definitely going to power some down. You, you can never go wrong with just carne asada tacos. I love a good chicken asada. taco. Carne asada. Uh, can't wait. The other thing is they do, uh, they melt the cheese and put it around the taco, which I know they do sections 110 and 129. If you're going to the game this week, a little surprised when I, I checked the uh, timing. I know you had mentioned this on Sunday, but just look at the ESPN app. 105 kickoff. Kind of got screwed. Not a 125 for either of these NFC West games. No 125 love. But I'm not complaining. I like that 105. Get it going right away. You got to be careful if you're on a different channel. That game can sneak up on you. Yes. Uh, So be be prepared. But if you are at the game, Seattle Niners, which obviously this is a fucking, this is a game as a season ticket holder. You kind of circle right at the beginning of the year. So I know a lot of people listening are going to be there. 110, 129 are their uh, stands. Sections 110, 129. If you eat a taco... At the game, we need to be linked in it. I want to see it.
0: Yeah, or just send us a picture of it as you walk by 110,
1: 129. Or do They've
0: that. Got yeah. Santa Clara location, Concord location, bunch of locations in Southern California. Founded in 2012 in La Jolla. Uh, that's in California. First generation Mexican American family. We got Eric and Alex, the Adler brothers, who, who we've talked to a few times. They're huge Niner fans. They have a huge taco selection. They've got the Mexican style, the Mexico City style. That's the crispy melted cheese. Oh, uh, that has won award after an award. Michelin Guide, National Geographic, Food Network, and Haberman and Middlecoff. The Mount, the Mount Foodmore of uh, the food industry. All approved. Double thumbs up. The tortillas are made in-house daily. From scratch. Organic, non-GMO masa from Macienda, Which might be a place. It might be a plant. I'm not positive. Me either. The best you can find on the market. Maybe somebody can tell us. Um and uh, they also give back to local causes throughout the year through the charitable arm Puesto Cares. They started making their own uh, loggers. Oh. They've got over 500 tequilas and spirits. So I, their margaritas are they got a bang bang margarita? I think at the Niner game you can go get. Do it now. So, uh, go check them out right now. Puesto, you just eat Puesto is the website if you want to go uh, do a little uh a little dive in on that podcast. Also brought to you by uh DraftKings. Oh. We're right now you can get in the Ham game. John use the promo code ham when you sign up at DraftKings. Link is in the description of whatever you're however you're consuming this content. There's a link podcast or or uh
1: or the YouTube. And uh yeah, get in our game. I just checked. This week 92 spots left. We have 108 out of 100. Uh, it's only Tuesday. So if you're watching this on YouTube, the links below. If you're listening to this, the link is in the podcast description. You get in our league; it's really easy. You go to DraftKings, like you go to the App Store, you download DraftKings, and then when you sign up, use the promo code Ham, and then you get in our league. And once you play in one of our games, you're automatically added to the league, correct? And then That's you'll right. just you'll just constantly. Uh, be no, the- I still think
0: you have to join the league.
1: Yeah, then join the league, and then you'll get be on the invite list, and you're good to go. And you can take our money. Our last winner, what every week's making four hundred fifty dollars. Right. But even if you, I had someone, uh, we might have been on the same DM. It was a little uh, group DM that had a picture. A guy won eighty dollars. I think he finished eighth, and he was fired up. You and I didn't even get close. No, fifty third. It's I'm making
0: progress. Uh, go make your lineup, and then uh, you know every week we play the football games. And I just showed my lineup there, but that's not really my lineup. I'm going to change that. Although I kind of like that fake lineup that I just showed.
1: I, I just, I've I really struggled at picking the right quarterback. That's yeah. I really, it's crazy because there's a bunch of good like, quarterbacks. I know. I, I know that it gets me like 35 points. I get a quarterback that gives me, you know, 20 points. I, I need to, I want to hit a home run. Like I get a four four touchdown quarterback,
0: John shout out to my guy, Danny, who texted me today and said, uh, what did Danny say? Danny your former goes boss.
1: Uh, <laughs> no,
0: not, not your former boss. Uh he said, I'm in a I'm in a fantasy basketball dynasty league. We got an open spot. Are you interested? And I said, Danny, uh, I'm not interested. And he said, Well, if you're thinking about it, and he gave me some other details. And I said, I assure you, I am not thinking about it. Season long fantasy is not my thing. Dynasty fantasy is definitely not my thing. Yeah. Daily fantasy is
1: where it's at for your boy. Completely agree. I I I can't even imagine. Now I'm glad everyone does it that's listening because it just keeps your interest, but uh, Picking a guy and then having to follow him if he sucks. It's one thing if the guy's good. Can you imagine picking a guy like thinking you are getting a deal this year on Roethlisberger? You're like, what if he has (laughs) like, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is the dumbest decision I've ever made. Happens more with the running backs. If you take a first round running back and he tears his ACL in like September that I would, I'd quit fantasy. Who, who do you think will be the Steelers quarterback next year? Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: It crossed my mind today, and then I thought, can I picture Jimmy Garoppolo in a Steelers uniform? But then I realized it's kind of hard to picture anybody in a Steelers uniform. Really, when you think name any quarterback,
1: picture them in a Steelers uniform. It's kind of hard to picture. Well, the guy they've had one quarterback for 16 years. I know. He's been the full-time starter since that Eli Rivers draft. And remember, he started day one on a team that went 15 and one. Like he he didn't sit in a year in times when people sat. River sat behind Breeze. Eli sat for a little bit behind Warner up until that Ravens game, and Ben just played. I mean, he has been a stalwart. That's it's got to be a tough spot for a Pittsburgh's fan. But you had last year, so you're like, you know, it really had two years. He had Tommy John two years ago. It's been these last couple of years are, I don't know, normal football stuff. Like this is how it ends.
0: I can. I I, I don't think it's a tough spot for them. If you're a Steeler fan,
1: well, you, well, it's a tough spot because you want it to be over. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only.
0: <laughs> you might he, have a Roethlisberger jersey, but you don't want him on your
1: team anymore. Do you feel that he'll go quietly like No, kind of Eli and he Rivers? will not. <laughs> he most certainly will not. Could you see him on another team? Would someone bring him in for like camp?
0: I not don't. a good backup. <laughs> the only way is if he somehow like put together a last month of the season that looked okay.
1: Well, like if Rivers this year said, you know. I don't even want to be a starter. I'd be cool with someone paying me $7 million. I'll be the best backup in the league. Would there have been 10 teams trying to sign him? Yeah. Do you think if Roethlisberger went, listen, guys, I just want to be a mentor to a mentee. I'll take $6 million. Just I'll be the backup. Would there be 10 teams interested? Because I don't think there would. You no. couldn't risk his. Part of it him is him. The group. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I had forgotten about this.
0: What happened? Uh nothing happened. I'm gonna share it with you here in a moment. Just I want you to experience it if you're watching the YouTube. Um, well, where'd this comment go? D'Anthony says it was weird seeing Michael Vick in a Steelers uniform. Holy shit. I remember that. Look at that. That is weird. He looks kind of cool though, in it. He looks awesome. But the the his the face mask that he wore with the, the visor. He looked good to the
1: end, though. Feels like Roethlisberger has been getting kind of banged up these last five or six years. Now, he's always been a banged up guy, but he used to play through it and just go the boot Monday through Saturday and miraculously it would come off. That was like the Ravens thing. They always thought he was like always, you know, it's like, oh my God, Ben, just fucking take off your fake cast. A little LeBron style after the uh, loss in the finals. And he all of a sudden, he just had a splint. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> Broke my hand, guys. Broke my hand. It's Like, you just had to 38. That that one probably takes the cake. The the LeBron guy he LeBron shit on his high school quarterback last night. He's like Peyton's like who was playing quarterback for? He's like yeah I probably would have played longer fellas if that Joe Smo idiot could throw the ball. It's like that guy that guy probably has I I could picture that guy being like a small business owner in Akron Ohio and he's been telling everyone for twenty plus years. You guys know I was LeBron's quarterback. You know that I threw a touchdown to LeBron James. Last night, every single person he's ever told was like, bro, you sucked. <laughs> that is – I thought
0: that was mean. Well, it's funny you say that because the highlight of the Mannings Monday Night Football was um, was uh, Archie, the dad, coming on. And in it, he said – he's like, you know what, Peyton, I got to say, you were pretty mean to LeBron's high school quarterback. You shouldn't have done that, and you should apologize. <laughs> Archie Griffin – Archie Griffin, Archie Manning is actually – Gold on that show because he talks to both of them like they're his children, which they are. And it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's really good. Eli, Eli, double middle finger telling the producer to blur it out after
0: he went fake double middle finger and then went real middle finger. I was wasn't wa-
1: I wasn't watching way did the middle finger. Yeah. And I was like, he did double. It made once you watch the segment, he's talking about the Eagles fans with Chris Long. It actually was pretty harmless. Then he comes back
0: from break and he does like the apology. But like he, you know, it's one of those like he's just like, hey, I guess I got to apologize. I guess you can't do double middle finger. I don't get it. I mean, an eight-year-old kid can do it to me, but I can't do it on cable. (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. He's really funny. Yeah, he's funny. I wouldn't mind when they go Al Michaels and Peyton on on Monday Night Football next year if they don't include Eli in that too. Have you I Eli? did
1: stumble upon on YouTube. As the sideline reporter. I didn't know this existed because I don't have ESPN Plus, but he went to Saban's boathouse and went... <laughs> they the, the so video. they showed the clip of him getting flipped. I watched some of the clip of them going around the lake and Nick telling the story that every year, a week, within a week before training camp, every freshman, new guy, comes to the lake house, and they have to do a water thing. Even if they can't swim, we're putting things on it. They are getting on the tube. He said in the history of him doing this, the only guy he couldn't get flipped over, Terrence Cody, 400 pounds. The, his, this thing didn't flip. That's a great tradition. Yeah, it's a good tradition. Was it the Sabin piece on
0: ESPN that Marcus Spears was telling the story about how he came to see Saban, and he went to Sabin's house, and he saw Sabin's, like father-in-law? And then he saw Saban at the office. He's like, Oh, your father in law's in town. And Nick's like, he is? He'd been staying at Saban's house for two days. Nick didn't know. <laughs> I mean, just how about Nick basically standing up and hanging up as that call ended last night? He he had
1: something to get to. Well, guy, he was like he going home. It was it was ten o'clock at night. Like it, I in 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 all seriousness, I don't think it quite gets enough of it's just due how hard that guy is still working with his accomplishments at his age. Part of it is his hair dye is pretty good. It doesn't look fake, which clearly, I mean, guy, he's almost 70 years old. He, he'd have some gray hairs. He does look, he doesn't really look like he's aged in a decade. Does he look that different than he did no. at 61, than he does at 69? No,
0: I gotta go check the tape on his appearance in the blind side, <clears throat> but he, he
1: still looks very good. And I feel like his energy level, he just feels very, he's very consistent. feels happier. Maybe, Maybe he's always he's very at peace. Yeah.
0: Um, I can't believe the Mannings aren't doing the the Monday night game this week. I don't think they're back till week seven. I the Raiders who are getting their second Monday night game of the season and it like deserve it. Well, they only did um, ten, right? Well, I know. But this one, I want them like part of Peyton and Eli is I want to see what they're saying about Justin Herbert.
1: You know what I mean? Well, do you expect them to be on the Monday night playoff game? Oh, the, the the late ad Monday night game? When did that thing get added? Hey, guys, uh, do you know that we could make an extra $50 million? Oh, yeah, let's throw it on Monday. What do you think about the coaches and the players? We don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> I had someone... I had someone I had will end get, up on a short week. I had a buddy, I had a buddy sit, uh, text me that's like, bro, that's pretty fucked up. Can you imagine being like the Rams or the Niners, playing Tampa or New Orleans or just something far away, the Washington football team, let's say, you know, whoever... Winning that game, but you're going to do road games. And then the following week, you have to leave for an opponent on Friday because then you have to play the Packers. But you also don't know who you're going to play all week going into the Monday game until Sunday afternoon, right? Because the team that you, you know, you don't, the matchups don't really take its uh, come to fruition for the bracket up until everyone plays, right? Because if the lower right. seed wins, so it's not like you can like, well, you just get a huge jump ahead on the Packers. Unless you would be the seventh seed and know if you win, you play the one seed. Then you could just have like the advanced guys just working on the bucks or whatever. But still, it's how about it's, just for the players? It's pretty nuts. It's not even
0: about the the game plan preparation.
1: What about just for the players? Couldn't you argue just, well, then just have a Monday. Week yeah, just fall. you
0: have to keep pushing it back until you're saying for one of the conference championship games.
1: Oh, because there's no buy in front of the conference. Could you just do a buys in front of the conference championship game or college football style and then do another buy? Like
0: you do for the Super Bowl?
1: Would you Would you uh, have a problem with buys?
0: I mean, if the option is buys or one team gets screwed, I would take one team gets screwed.
1: Well, that's Roger took that.
0: If I'm the NFL, right? Like that's yeah. what you would do, um, you know, or I guess you you couldn't you couldn't have just one of the games on one weekend and one of the and the other game on the other weekend cuz then one team only gets two teams get a week and the other teams get two weeks well, do
1: you know what my thought was watching monday night football if the cowboys win the east it'll be the cowboys on monday night football cuz that game would do like 40 million people yeah i mean they're going to win the east yeah so they'll to me they're on monday night football or they're on saturday night but if tom brady's playing that or rodgers like saturday night the thing with the playoffs like you got a lot of options for saturday night nbc michael's and collinsworth You'll get three or four good options. Now, Sunday afternoon, Fox, they usually get that. Yeah, I feel like Mon- w- will Monday become what the Saturday game
0: was, which is kind of the worst game?
1: Oh, for ESPN?
0: Yeah. Like, it's Monday. It's a standalone. There's no competition. It'll do well just because it's Monday
1: night football. Yeah, it could. As opposed so to like... So you're saying they just... It makes sense, I guess. I didn't even think about it. They're just going to move the Saturday ESPN game to Monday.
0: Right. I, I, I mean, I don't I didn't yeah. really read it. But as we're talking about it, isn't that what it is? Yeah. It is.
1: What's Monday Night Football? Yeah, but I'm just saying it's so there's one. Does that mean there's one Saturday game? Well, I think NBC got once they added two games, NBC got two. remember because did one last year and then Collinsworth and Al did one. So they, the NBC got the double dip. Yeah. <clears throat> And then ESPN Fox, CBS, maybe CBS got the double dip too. You just want to be the, the networks that's double dipping. You know? That's that's what you want to do.
0: Yeah, and you want to have a Sunday game. Ideally you think so? over a Saturday? I think so. A Saturday midday. Like no, yeah. I'd rather have a Sunday night than a Saturday midday.
1: That's that's why the game game's always like one o'clock on Saturday. I agree. Saturday night's not bad though. Saturday night, five
0: thirty. No, it's not. Uh, John, this comes to us from YouTube. Matt Roy with a comment. Kirk Cousins having a sneaky career year. It's a very astute observation, Matt. John and I were talking about that before the show today, too. And we did wonder, what is it like for Kyle Shanahan right now, watching the tape of the Seahawks game, which is also the tape of the Viking game, and seeing Kirk Cousins look incredible? I, He's better than I thought he was. And maybe part of that is I watched him a lot on the Washington football team, and now he's on this team, and he's got a top, maybe two top 10 receivers. I mean, Jefferson is one. Thielen's fantastic. Dalvin Cook's not even healthy, and they got this really good backup running back. They're really good. And he's been, he actually looks kind of dynamic when you watch him.
1: His stats, since he showed up there, have been pretty good. Just pulling up, just, and I know his first couple years there, I know the Niners played him in that playoff game. He can't scramble. So if his offensive line, which was very questionable his first couple years, he can look really bad. I feel like when his offensive line is getting smoked, he becomes what you always say about a baseball team that can't hit it. He looks kind of lifeless, but it's not really his fault. He just can't scramble away, so he gets destroyed. 30-10 in and and 18, 70%. 19, the year that they beat the Saints, right, and they lost the Niners in the second round, which is, you know, he won a playoff game on the road. That's pretty fucking incredible against the Saints. He went of 26-6, of twenty so he only threw six picks that year. Last year actually was his career year, 35 touchdowns. Now, he threw 13 picks, but part of it to me, I bet if we really did a deep dive on that season their defense was like historically bad and he had, he was like kind of forced to carry them so some of, he's not really a huge pick guy like when i think cousins i think like 9 to 12 picks 13's kind of creeping up there yeah right now he's 8 and 0 but i think if you just look at the last 2 years he might go back to back years of like 35 and 38 touchdowns now part of it like you said is they get jefferson which it always felt like him and Diggs were at odds, but when you looked at Diggs' stats with him, remember Diggs had I think like 11 and 9, like he got like 20 touchdowns through his first two years with like he was productive. And it feels like they've even gone to another level. Dalvin Cook when he's on the field, their offense. Like he's good. Their offense to me is one of the easiest to just sit back and watch in the NFL right now. Like it is it's not dink and dunk Alex Smith, you know. No.
0: And I think a lot of people probably do watch them just from a fantasy standpoint.
1: Well, I, um, I pick one of their guys, one of the core three, not Cousins, every week. Well, I, I picked – yeah, sometimes it's worth taking two of them. If yeah. Sometimes it might be worth taking Cousins and both of them.
0: I agree. I'm going to take Cousins this week. Um, you heard it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they they have seemingly – we'll see where Trey Lance is. I said this the other day, so I don't want to b- belabor the point. But they've kind of, with hindsight, missed that quarterback at every turn cousins is better than now here's the one thing i will say too before i make this whole point cousins is better than jimmy they should have drafted Mahomes. they should have scouted mahomes and deshaun they wanted deshaun obviously this year couldn't get him they wanted stafford nope passed on brady last year they've made the wrong the Rodgers thing never was going to come together um so they draft trey lance and now we'll see now i will say they didn't get to the super bowl with jimmy garoppolo Right? If they had won the Super Bowl, this would definitely be a no conversation. They did get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy.
1: What was, they, G- what was Jimmy? He was 27 and 10 or something that year. Cousins was 26 and 6. Like Jimmy was every bit as good as Kirk two years ago. Here's here's what I know about Kirk. Kirk's past him now. Kurt. Yeah. Kirk. 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 <laughs> Not Kurt. Kirk. Isn't that what, uh, what's his name, Bruce Allen called him? Kurt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What is true is that he's not the, even if statistically he has a top 10 season this year, he's not the top five carry you guy. And he probably can't win a Super Bowl. And the Niners have been to a Super Bowl. So what they needed after they lost the Super Bowl was to take a big swing on the kind of quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl, which is why they wanted Deshaun, which is why they wanted Stafford, which is why they wanted Rodgers. Ironically... (laughs) Brady, it, no one can win more Super Bowls than Brady, and they passed on him. And it's why they drafted Trey Lance. But, yeah, I mean, this guy has continued. I think what I would say about him, and I thought this the other day, I'm watching uh, Kyler thinking this, like, and you've talked about this forever, what you are in year three is not necessarily who you'll be in week, year eight. You have to keep – sometimes guys get better. And even if you're limited by your skills that prevent you from becoming Patrick – like Kirk Cousins can never be Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how else to say it other than he has gotten better. Now, he might say, no, I've been this guy the whole time. Whatever. He has gotten better. Jimmy Garoppolo has not gotten better.
1: We both had the same thought texting this morning before we even hopped on to record this. Because they just played Seattle, it's just – the thing you do. You watch the last game kind of over and over, right? I would imagine Kyle now the the Jimmy thing happened to him. They got traded him. They couldn't say no at the time when they got offered. They were going to sign Kirk Cousins. But I could imagine if you're Kyle sitting there watching Kirk Cousins even if you're not necessarily mad at anyone specifically like your, your GM or your organization. I could see him being a little mad today. Like I fucking knew it. And here's the other thing. If they would have ended up with Cousins, overall, his money isn't that crazy when you factor in now how productive he is. And they would have had a lot more first-round picks. Now, I'm it's it's impossible to play this Monday morning quarterback. It's yes. just so much stuff has happened. But the, the fact remains, if Jimmy Garoppolo never comes about, Kirk Cousins is on this team, and they still have a ton of first-round picks. Because the, the elephant in the room, once Trey comes in to be the full-time starter, is like, that fucker guy's gotta be good. You know, he can't he can't be 20 to 32. I'd say worst case, he's gotta be pretty quickly ten to fifteen range, right? With the with the pretty clear understanding yeah. and, and uh we should be able to see like, okay, there's a lot of shit there to keep getting better. The one thing you might be able to 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 get a little back that you can't get right
0: now is you might be able to spend a little more money somewhere else if Trey Lance is your quarterback. Where
1: well, you're right? going to. You're going to be able to.
0: Yeah. I. I it, but does it really change where the 49ers would be today, even if they'd had Kirk Cousins? Does it make them a Super Bowl contender?
1: Well, they would be way better. They would have beat the Green Bay Packers if he was their quarterback, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he's a much better passer right now than Jimmy. You agree he with is. that? Especially like, throwing the ball. We see him throw the ball down the field a ton, which is the thing
0: we thought, like, ah, his arm's not that strong.
1: But he's hitting Stephon Diggs, and now he's hitting Justin Jefferson down the field, so it's strong enough. To me, he would be a guy... I I get a lot of people DMing me. I actually happened today. I think it's because of Dak. And they say, can your arm improve? And I'd say historically, if you just look at all the quarterbacks, no. Your your arm is your arm. Like, you know, you don't... It's it's like a baseball pitcher. No one throws... 93 at 27 years old and then at 32 they're throwing 99 they do after tommy john that doesn't happen but most of those guys were throwing hard before right they just might throw a little harder i did have the thought watching him if he was a guy that let's say threw 92 five years ago is he throwing 94 now because he's throwing some darts he does throw darts he doesn't look like he has a weak arm when i watched that game against seattle that's that was my takeaway like, I don't see a weak-armed quarterback. I don't see, you know, Herbert or Allen, but I see a guy that arm strength, when you watch him play, doesn't come up in your mind. Like, I don't, I'd like a little more. Like, it's fine. Sometimes with Jimmy, like, especially Kirk Cousins' deep ball, which is clearly improved, that to me is the separating factor. Like, if Jimmy just had that, the Niners would be fine.
0: Gustavo on YouTube says, Kirk throws too many interceptions. I, I'm with you. I think the biggest, because he, it's hard to compare him to jimmy cuz he's played so much more football than Garoppolo's played um but he, i think what you just said is the separating factor is he throws five double digit
1: interception seasons like yeah he's yeah. had some seasons where it's
0: a lot for a quarterback that's not really that dynamic even though his offense is he does right? throw
1: high he 29 25 27 30 26 35 so it's not like he's throwing 22 touchdowns right
0: yeah
1: he he here's the one thing i i say this all the time about picks. I can live with a pick if I get on the other end, right? A bunch of touchdowns. Right. I can live with a pick a game if you're going to throw four touchdowns. Not ideal, but if you told me, he
0: did have a Jimmy. Did you see the fumble that Kirk Cousins had in the Seattle game?
1: Uh, the crazy thing is, I watched condensed twice, but it's always when I'm doing other shit, so I'm kind yeah, of watching. He kind of
0: is coming out of the pocket. Someone, I mean, it happens.
1: It just, it, but it was
0: kind of a, Oh my god, did that just happen? Type of play. Um. But, yeah, I mean, this is why we talk about Trey because this
1: is. Would you live every game with a quarterback that was their ratio is three to one? Do you know what that would equal?
0: So it would be 17 interceptions this year, 51 touchdowns. 51 touchdowns, yeah. You would, because what was Jameis? One to one
1: when he lived the league in touchdowns? Yeah, like 32 31 or something. Yeah, I mean. And they were, you, I think I think they were like 7 and 9. Remember? They weren't it's not like they were a two win team. They were competitive. Yeah. You would cuz you would take 51 touchdowns without a hard because it's impossible to throw. I was What's the NFL say, record? 52, 53 touchdowns? Yeah, in I, a think season? I, I think it's 55. 55. That's yeah. a lot. Because if when you look at a guy's stat sheet, right, a game log on historically Even you know Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady to get to forty, you're going to have a couple games where you're just hitting one. Now that you still might win that game because you run for two or three touchdowns with different running backs. But if you get three passing touchdowns a game,
0: yeah, I mean, do you throw? Do you win every playoff game in which you go three and one?
1: Three touchdowns, one pick. Do you win the Super Bowl, the Conference Championship game? Well, if your quarterback's throwing three touchdowns a game, even if it's a pick, I, I do think you're... But because you will play in some games where the other quarterback throws three touchdowns and no picks, right? Tom Brady has more passing touchdowns than anyone else in NFL history, by the way. Someone said he's not that far away from 100,000 yards. I guess he's like close to 80.
0: Yeah, because I... They showed that on a broadcast the other day. Maybe it was the game. The 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 Bucks rams game. Because whatever the graphic they showed, Aikman was like, "I can't even believe what I'm looking at." <laughs> so maybe that's what it was.
1: You think he gets to 100? I was he at said, first.
0: I was like, "No way!" And then he's like, "20,000 more yards." Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically.
1: Well, no. Right? How many seasons is that? Well, he's going to pass Drew Brees this weekend. So he's got eight eighty two nine one. Brees has eighty three five eight. So Tom will pass him this week against the Patriots. By the end of the season, 14 more games. <clears throat> you know, he might be at 84, 85,000 yards by the end of the season. So he'd need like three really good seasons, three more but he hasn't even if he's at 85, yeah, he's never thrown for 5,000. Yeah. So he'd probably need three and a half really high level seasons. He' <laughs> do for 48 back in '07. That seems too much.
0: You know what's like crazy
1: is right now, like Rodgers is 37. He has 51,000 yards. He is 30,000 yards behind Tom, Aaron Rodgers. Now he's seven years, right, younger, but Jesus. Peyton Manning, yeah. who was in the league and started immediately, you know, what was he in the league in 98 and Tom didn't come in and didn't start play till 2001, is 10,000 yards behind him right now. Tom's numbers are going to just look. If he just, Even if he goes two more years, I, I just think he'll be unassailable.
0: Unassailable. That's a great word.
1: Um, do, you know, do you want to hear a sneaky name on the top? Flacco's in the top 20 of all time. Were you
0: about to say Kerry Collins? I was about to say Kerry Collins, yeah. It's a second Kerry Collins reference today.
1: Uh, Matty Ice, rent-
0: top 10. Matty Ice. Yeah, see, it's... Vikrant on YouTube says, if Trey Lance's floor isn't significantly lower than Jimmy, the question changes from why to why not. In other words, if Trey Lance's floor is not – why not play him if he's not if, – if his floor is not much lower than Jimmy? I, are we sure as pro-Trey Lance here? But I, my, my take Sunday after that Packer game was, would Trey Lance have been able to do some of the things that were required of Jimmy in that game? And you could argue, well, if Trey Lance is in there and you can throw the ball down the field – You don't need a final second comeback for that game, right? But what I keep going back to, John, is Kyle Shanahan wants to play Trey Lance. He wants to. He drafted him. He's wanted to play him every step of the way, and he's not playing him.
1: Why? Because he favors Jimmy? No. The thing that I've been told is they're not as comfortable kind of the same thing coming out with the Justin Fields, his understanding of the other team. And when I say that, the ability to... Were you telling me the other day someone was like uh, talking about a quarterback and it's like, you know, he he just struggles sometimes to, uh, to understand things at the line of scrimmage. And it's like, well, it's fucking part of playing yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And that's not... You could make a play call. like I would imagine Trey Lance for most of the play calls. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He knows their playbook, and, like, if you call any play, he knows where all the wide receivers are. When you hear some of – I think you really feel it, like, with the Mannings when they talk. Well, when you snap the ball, it's not just about what my guys are doing. It's, like, what are their coverages? Eli was like, well, some of these teams run, you know, half the field. They run cover two. The other half, they run quarters. One half, they run man. The other half, they run zone. It's a lot going on, and Eli's like, the thing that fucks you up as a quarterback, and and he was – when he says this Eli played for like 15 years as a starter is you don't get a rhythm. You're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to see this. I don't know if I'm going to see that. And that's after having all the reps, all the film reps, all the game reps. Are we sure that Trey would know what was going on on the other side against these defensive coordinators? Like even Ken Norton is a guy that you know, around here got made fun of when he was the Raiders defensive coordinator. How long has Ken Norton from George Seifert to Pete Carroll when he was with Del Rio, like, I would say he knows a lot more about NFL football than Trey Lance to just throw some different things at him that could throw Trey Lance off where it might throw Jimmy Garoppolo off. It might throw Aaron Rodgers off, but at least they know right away. Oh, that's what, w- this is what we do. When we see that on the next play yeah. where Trey was like, holy fuck, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I mean, this goes back to
0: the play at the Eagles game, right? Where Debo lined up on the wrong side and Jimmy knew what to do and they were able to adjust for it.
1: Was that the big play down the middle of the field that he hit and D yeah, ball took it? it was. A, I think. Yeah.
0: Um so there are things that happen, you know, but on the flip side of that, like young guys who play early, part of it is their mentals, part of it is they have physical ability that can overcome an experience, maybe not fully overcome it, but help close the gap on it, right? Um, you know, w- when 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 Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback of the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Like, he had a physical ability that in some ways made up for his lack of experience and the things he didn't know how to do, things he didn't know how to see. Now, that offense was different, right? But, like, that's part of the question here. It's not just— Isn't,
1: isn't Lamar a good example of that right now? Like, when, all, when shit hits the fan, sometimes he can just take off and get a first down.
0: Yeah, and now I feel like Lamar knows everything that's happening, too, and he's— like I think
1: he's getting better. Lamar Jackson is getting better. One thing that I was told by someone on the sideline with Lamar Jackson, his recall and understanding of the other offense, even when he fucks up, he knows what he screwed up against the coverage. Like I think his football mind, they've created a a football savant. I think sometimes he struggles to execute it because he's not a nat- naturally accurate passer. But they do not believe with the Ravens it's ever because like you know he just he doesn't understand what to do against quarters coverage, right? It just sometimes he just doesn't can't make the throw, or he gets a little fast. But he knows what he's supposed to do. I think he's get yeah he's 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 getting better
0: because he makes throws that only four other people in the NFL can make. Yeah, right. But so the question becomes then like
1: okay the only only way to learn is by playing.
0: Yeah, and what's your goal? So yeah, your floor might be lower in some ways than Jimmy's, but can you make up for that with other things? Can you make up for it with your big arm? And it requires more of. It's a, it makes Kyle's job harder, right? Because you've got to kind of – it requires more help and more adjustment from you. And you got to protect him in a game where your margins are thin and you he might make mistakes, but Jimmy makes mistakes. So do you get enough? Because what is your goal here? Is your goal to win a championship? Is your goal to go to the playoffs? Of course, that's their goal. Do they look like a Super Bowl team right now? No, they do not. Do they look like a playoff team right now? You know, that's what they've got. They got to win some games to be a playoff team here. There's a long, long season to go and they got to fix some things, but he might be able to do some of the things that make you a playoff team just to be unique, be dynamic. I'm not advocate. I'm not saying he must start. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if there are things he doesn't know that Jimmy knows, he might be able to make up for those, for that area where he lacks with some of the other stuff that he has.
1: Their offense the last two weeks is not playoff level. They will not be able to beat the good teams the way they've played the last two weeks. <clears> yeah. I, th- I feel pretty confident saying that. Their their defense, just like last year, can be hit or miss, but I, I still think it's, it's okay. It's not as good as last year already, but it's still better than a lot of shitty defenses because they're physical and they tackle. And that, to me, is half the battle. If you can just make open field tackles, that's one thing the Niners have been really good at, open field tackles. So if you could just open field tackle and get some decent pass rush here and there, that's a good enough defense. It is predicated on the offense, you know, and it's clear that they're not going to be Mahomes or Herbert or Carr level, but you got to be more explosive than you've been, especially because the argument is not like, well, they just had a couple more wide receivers and a good tight end. like Because most people, well, what would Andy Reid do? He'd just fucking pass, you know, throw. And I think that's, you know, we talked about it on Sunday night. I get their bread and butter is the pass game is predicated off the run game. Like the run game comes first. Well, you got to have second pitches when all your running backs are on the field and you're forcing Kyle Juszczyk to be basically your starting running back. Then it's like, oh, well, you're going to have to depend on the pass game a little bit. And I, I think, and then your pass game, for a good example, watching the Vikings, pat with Cook out, they they're so explosive in the past game it forces everyone back right and that's the thing the mannings have really talked a lot about the last couple weeks is like when you place these good quarterbacks they're like i dare you to run it i dare you to run it see this soft shell they do why would you ever do a soft shell against the niners one thing i was i heard staley say yesterday on with Pop and lund is like and i, I think i saw kittle say this too get tweeted into my timeline He's like, the Packers just had this unreal game plan against our run scheme. Like, they fucked up our edges. It's like, well, yeah, they didn't They didn't feel your pass game's a threat. And you're not winning in one-on-one situations. Like, if you are going to take away one thing, like, if you're going to take away my deep passing game, that's the that's been the knock right now on the Chiefs offense, is like, we're not going to let you just go bombs away. We'll dare you to run it. Well, last week, Clyde was solid. Best game as a pro. Good enough. Yeah,
0: but but the Chargers aren't that good. the Chargers can't stop the run. Like Josh no. Jacobs, if he's Josh Jacobs on one leg might have 120 but yards. most one
1: most teams if you have just a solid, you know, an offensive line and a good running back can't stop the run consistently. If you're going to play, your safeties way back. You you'll be able to just be productive in the run game. And I think the, the Niners with fully healthy, they would slam it down people's throat. But right yeah, now whoa. with these seven practice squad guys,
0: Kyle would kill for Alexander Madison.
1: That guy runs his ass off. You put that guy, if you combine Boise State and Fresno State over the years, you'd have a fucking Power Five powerhouse. You'd have Matthews, uh,
0: Jeremy McNichols. He's a Boise guy, right? Yep. Uh, Avery. Was Avery the guy with the knee issues? Yeah. They had another guy. They had sweet
1: dudes. Ian Johnson? You take Ian Johnson? proposer? My question would be, Derek Carr, Hayner, Kellen Moore. You know, I just I feel pretty confident with think? Kellen, you know, in a big game. Oh Co- college. Pros, yeah. You know Derek. Yeah. Yeah. That's I tough. Mean, Kellen was beating SEC teams. Kellen was good. <laughs> he was. Kellen was good. I think That's he's one group. of the greatest college players I've ever. People love saying that, right? Like Tebow, I know he's not a great pro, greatest college player ever. For me, it's Reggie Bush or Kellen Moore. Like those guys were just unstoppable. Not yeah, pros, put, but I would in put in college.
0: I'd put McCaffrey in that conversation. College McCaffrey in that conversation. Too. That's fine. But Reggie's number one for me. Um, did did Richard Sherman sign with the Bucs yet, or is that just a workout? I think I they, saw. it, I it, saw it was been a, a fly,
1: workout. It'd fly out to get a gauge type deal. Do you think the
0: Niners have a gauge on him at this point? But you, if he, you know, for a team that needs cornerbacks, you'd think they'd work him out. Or do you think they just
1: sign them? Do you think it's crazy to just sign them?
0: Yeah, it feels kind of crazy.
1: Because you can't have to Josh just Norman sign them without Richardson? seeing them. Is that what you're saying? So the Bucks are just going to sign them and you wouldn't when you desperately need corners? No, no, no I'm saying them?
0: it. But like to, the Bucks are working them
1: out. They're not just. Are you suggesting call them and sign them like Josh Norman style? Yeah, I mean, call them. You could. All he has to do is walk. I guess Richard probably going to look like he's skinny, you know, normal in shape guy. You you want to put him through a workout to get his cardiovascular, uh, but maybe they passed up on that when they signed Josh Norman. Like they had the opportunity to do this two weeks ago, and they will with Josh Norman. Right. So you could say that maybe they just decided that they were out of the Richard Sherman business, which to me is a little surprising, you know. Because they're clearly pretty desperate. Like I would have said, like who, if you would have said before I even thought about Josh Norman, are they more likely to resign Richard Sherman or sign Josh Norman? I'd be like, yeah, they're going to resign Richard Sherman before they sign Josh Norman. Boom, they sign fucking Josh Norman, and he's a starting quarterback, and now he's going to come back after spending two nights in the hospital. And th- hell, they probably love him. They need him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, he's looked okay. I thought so too. He's just get some
0: PIs. I know, but he just brings some. First of all, experience,
1: right? which he's counts tough. for something. He's tough. Maybe, maybe they just think he's a little better right now than Richard was. I, I To me, they're very similar players at this point in time. But once they signed Josh Norman, maybe if Josh Norman had had a serious injury. I know he did have a serious injury, but an injury that was going to knock him out like... He was going to have to go on IR, minimum miss eight weeks. Like
0: a sprained ankle, John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like a sprained ankle, yeah, he would have gone out. But you just had, you know, internal bleeding, no big deal day to day. I saw Mike Silver. I like Mike, but he's like, and this is why puts in perspective what these gladiators actually go through. Like, Mike, I'd say most people, the thing that we give the most reverence to is, like, how crazy the game is. Like, most people sitting on their couch like, damn, that's a violent game. I think we do, and I still think we don't really understand. Yeah, I, I just... Like, I was too- thinking about
0: HGH today. Like, we hate it with baseball. Partly because you, like, you break records with HGH in baseball, right? In football, it's just about surviving and extending your career beyond three years. Not that anything happened today with HGH, but... Right, it's... it's I think... I, to, it, which is, I guess, the point I'm making. Actually, supports the point you made, which is that we understand that it's that it's pretty nuts.
1: Well, remember when uh, Ray Lewis got a bunch of heat? I think it was a Super Bowl year for it. Felt like HGH and deer antler spray, and really, yeah. it felt like deer antler spray was HGH. Never quite got to the bottom of that. He was not getting shit for like. I think he's taking this to get stronger. He had torn his pec and he came back, and they're like, "How did he do that?" Well. That's pretty nuts. Obviously, he had some enhancements. I feel like a lot of people in football use that for recovery more than like they're already huge. That's yeah. That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. And you're right. It's in basketball. It's recovery. They used to push back though in baseball and say it's not just the strength; it's their energy. And I think they're right. I I, I think baseball is underrated. For it's like
0: if if you've ever just like I've covered a baseball team every day, and that's exhausting. I know. Sounds exhausting. Like they,
1: I, I was watching the. I get exhausted trying to watch baseball during the season. Like I'm just going to bed. I will say
0: this: John Morosi did this video. It's like a five and a half minute video about the. Did you see it? I retweeted it. The Dodgers Giants rivalry. On it's such a. It's like a five minute just music and 130 years and like all these big moments and Steve Finley's grand slam and it's just Brian Johnson's home run. It's very cool because he's basically saying like. What's happening right now is in the history of an incredible rivalry, one of the greatest things that ever happened. Basically, a season-long divisional race where it's like a game or two for a lot of the year. It's pretty incredible.
1: I went out with a girl that dated the dude. I forget his name that gave up the home run to Finley. I mean, it was that was game one sixty-two to win the division, walk-off grand slam. He played for the Yankees too. He was like was a, that the
0: guy with like the little goatee. Did he have the little goatee?
1: No, uh, maybe.
0: I mean, he, he had like a was Tim Worrell.
1: No, 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 no. no. Uh, I thought it was the guy with the little Steve Finley home run. Yeah, I mean, he was meatball. <laughs> he did play for the Yankees, you know. Uh, who? He's he's married now. The, the, the reliever. Guy.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, maybe someone in the chat will know his name. I don't yeah. want to research it right now. I thought it was the little, go- like a weird kind of funny goatee guy. But, um... That home Anyway, th- there was, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, a judge allowed Al Jazeera, did you see story? No. To the story? The news network to move forward with um, a discovery period in their claims that Peyton Manning hired a investigative firm to get a guy that was the key source in an Al Jazeera report several years ago that Peyton uses HGH. They flip that guy recanted his his sourcing and said, no, 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 I take it back. I made it all up. Peyton doesn't wasn't the HH. claim like his wife was using it, that she was receiving the packages in her name. Yeah. And they weren't going to Peyton. And um, that case, I guess, Al Jazeera is like fought in court because they're saying this was an act. They, they never got Peyton, sued. Peyton sued him. No, that's right. That's the part I can't quite figure. Um, Probably didn't even care. Somebody said Steve Klein. Was that the pitcher, Steve Klein? No.
1: What year would that have been, 06?
0: Mm. Yeah. No. No, it would have been... I don't know. You can keep looking. Wayne Franklin, somebody yeah, said? Yeah, that's
1: him. That's him. Wayne Franklin. Wayne yeah. Fr- that
0: is not the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. So.
1: Well, again, he, short stint. Oh, was Wayne Wayne Franklin kind of skinny? Yeah, I think a lefty reliever, lefty on lefty matchup just didn't go well.
0: He did have kind of a goatee thing. Maybe right, but honestly, this is not the guy. uh, I'm kind of right, but not. It's not what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's not who I was thinking of. I don't. I gotta go back and do some research on who I was thinking of. Um, so. Yeah. Bucks are last in passing defense. Three three thirty eight. They've allowed nine passing touchdowns, tied for most in the NFL with the Colts and the Packers.
1: Well, they have played Dak
0: they and have. Stafford. Yep. What was the other game they played?
1: Uh it's a good question. I feel like I blank out a lot now on stuff like that that I used to be able to recall pretty fast. But I feel like there's so many games going. It's hard it's like you've
0: watched you've watched nine games in thirty minutes.
1: Uh they played the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. So Matt they Ryan threw three points. garbage time touchdowns, I'm sure, in that game. Yeah. They
0: scored twenty-five <laughs> points in that game.
1: Um
0: so. Uh John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about Butcher. Bleepin' box. That's actually not what they're called. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Where right now you get free ground beef for life. When you sign yep. up, butcherbox.com slash ham.
1: Free ground beef for life. You go, they have different curated box options. We've both been sent from ch- you know, chickens to uh ribeyes to ribs. Remember those ribs we got sent a while back? I do remember those ribs? Those are fantastic. Hell, we got lobster tail in the last one. They uh, pork, uh, bacon, ton of bacon, but free beef for life, free ground beef for life every time that you order a box moving forward. Right now, if you go to butcherbox.com/am, think about that. Omelets, tacos, burgers, parties, and you're just like, what? Where, where do you get all this beef? You're like, oh, I get it free for life. No big deal. <laughs> How about you? You go, you buy that. You go to the store and get this. Hey, I get it free for life. That's what you tell all your friends. I get it free for life. Each box has
0: 9 to 11 pounds of meat. If you're choosing, you get to pick it. So your options uh, are are things like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobster tails, wild-caught salmon, sugar-free bacon. There's no better feeling than knowing that you can skip the grocery store because there's a variety of butcher box meat already waiting in your freezer.
1: You might but- need a second freezer. <laughs> you, you might. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Go get yourself some ButcherBox.
0: Uh, ButcherBox.com slash ham. New members get free ground beef for life for the life of your membership. ButcherBox.com. Life. ham. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Sleep Number. SleepNumber.com slash ham, John. SleepNumber.com slash ham.
1: You know, the key to a good night's sleep once you What's own a uh, sleep number bed, sleep slash ham is going to bed at the same time is being routine oriented. You don't need to be Tom Brady, but you know, some nights if you're like really sleepy and you go to bed at nine, the next night you're watching a movie or whatever, you go to bed at 1145 throws off your sleep, especially during the weekdays you want to get a consistent sleep. Don't stay up too late. Uh, dim the lights, right? Don't keep that screen. I remember Light a candle. <laughs> I remember Chip Kelly. Remember he had like Navy seal on his staff. I sat next to the guy at the combine one time and I, you know, this is when I people started acting weird to me, but I was like, I'm gonna pick this guy's brain if I'm gonna get fired. And he I remember him vividly saying, like, the mistake everyone makes, they stare at their phone right before before bed and it like puts off these sensors in your brain. You mm-hmm. think it's light, you think it's day, it's like a dog, you know, you wake up a dog, they just they don't know the time. Well, humans do stay away from the iPad in bed, which I break all the time. As well, I put a TV in there now, but my phone right by my eyes. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Save up to $900 on a Sleep Number 360. $900 savings, no big deal. Thank us later. I guess you can still hear me, I could have just kept going, keeping everyone alive on the chat. Uh, let's, Let's interact with the people. Guy's muted. We lost Guy. We did. Guy was playing Warzone and forgot to switch back. I think he did. Saw Haberman on TV this week. I did too. Called Cal Washington. I think he's got Cal Washington State this week. I'll just probably be drinking and taking edibles at my house while he's working. Um, Guy, what the fuck? I don't know. He's just having technical difficulties. End the show. We will not end the show. Can't hear you. You're muted. How about now? I can hear you now. (laughs) All right. Do you drink Tito's every day? Uh, Try not to. What's your favorite strain? Uh, sativa, indica. Those are my favorite strains. You don't want to come to the game and be my spotter? The games. I was, I wish Cal, if Cal was a powerhouse, I'd go to the game. (laughs) Cause they do, when they're good, they do have good crowds.
0: You've been to a, you've been to a few of those games, right? I
1: went to two years ago. I went to watch some play Arizona State, who actually has a pretty good, you like, uh, the Sun Devils this week? Um, Against uh, old, uh, the Bruins? No. Where, is that game at uh, the Rose Bowl?
0: Uh, that game is at the Rose Bowl.
1: You don't like Sun Devils at all? No. You don't think they're good? Wrong, but Aren't they pretty physical defense? Mm-hmm. Again, they I,
0: I, I think, no, I think they make more. I think UCLA will play a cleaner game. Not that you see, UCLA didn't play great against Stanford this week. No, they didn't. So I'm, I'm not saying ASU can't win, but
1: I think UCLA is more likely to play
0: a button-down game, you know, as I like to say.
1: You know what I love? Every year there's a team that's like, uh, Iowa State was this. Like, could Iowa State win the national the title? And they're 2-2. Two two. I mean, they just <laughs> lost to, like, K-State.
0: Yeah, they got, they got their, their ass kicked, kicked by, I, by Iowa. Then they went and lost to Baylor. Yeah.
1: Now, Baylor is, I think, 4-0 and in the top 25, but. Yeah. You know, they're not bad. you are not quite Fresno State. He's 19, I think. Uh, Chowder 71 says Raiders
0: 4-0 next Tuesday. See, that's another one. I think they beat the Chargers. I think they beat the Chargers. Although, you know, yeah, Mike... I,
1: I wouldn't go that far yet. Mike
0: Williams is not getting his flowers, John.
1: Mike Williams is sweet. Give
0: Mike Williams his flowers. Guess who's a free agent after this year?
1: I had the thought watching that game because Cooper Cup went off and... Uh, and staff and not Stafford and Herbert yeah. was Herbert Cooper he Cuppet, j- Herbert. Well, I'm just saying, like both those guys to me, I just went to their rivals page. Herbert oh, had three stars. Did Herbert commit really early in his career to Oregon? Like he yeah, did not. So, he had no. Pa- he had no Division one offers.
0: Well, he had Nevada was his first offer.
1: On his rivals page, it was like Northern Arizona, Montana State. Those were yeah. Those ne- things Nevada
0: were was his first offer, and then on the plane to. Reno. Helford he got Hill. it in Oregon. Oregon was like, all right. It was one of those like, all right, if Nevada's going to offer him, we'll offer him. You know, you just offer. And um, he's from Eugene. I don't think he did any of the camps or any of that stuff.
1: Cooper Cup had zero stars. Because
0: he started right away as a freshman. Like, it was clear like this guy.
1: Yeah. Well, Cooper Cup was even more extreme than him. No offers. And he ended, I mean, Herbert did play at Oregon. Started as <laughs> yeah. a true freshman. Yeah, started as a true freshman. You know, Over the last decade, the best program on the West Coast, even better in Boise. Like, they're they're the number one program out West. So it's like, he's not some little engine that could. Cooper Cup, zero stars, no offers. I actually had someone DM me that said they played him in high school. And he was on a high school team that I think, they must have been really good. He said, this guy was just fucking unreal. But, smaller school guy. I think the Washington area. Oh, Okay. But then I was thinking Herbert playing with those two guys was like, who are his two best receivers? Uh, I don't know. Keenan Allen, who told Nick Saban, yeah, I'm going to turn down your scholarship because you won't offer my little brother. And I'm going to go to Cal. And at the time, Cal like had had an eight-year run where they were recruiting a bunch of sweet guys, so it wasn't that nuts. And then Mike Williams, oh, where did he go? Oh, I don't know. He was just Deshaun's number one wide receiver when they were beating Alabama. Cal had a stretcher. They were probably the most talented team in the Pac-12 for a couple of years. Yeah, because he was recruiting at such a high level. But Clemson with Mike Williams, I vividly remember Mike Williams making some of those jump ball catches with Deshaun against Alabama. So if if Keenan was one of the highest recruited guys, like his senior year in high school, and the story I heard, Saban wanted him to play safety, and they refused they would not do the package deal with Maynard, and Tedford's like, "Yeah, you can play wide receiver, and we'll take your little guy," and they did, and he ended up playing way too much. But like Keenan was an elite blue chip, Mike was every bit as big and went to a program that was a powerhouse. Yeah, so it's like those are his two wide receivers. I know,
0: <laughs> and and uh, Cooper Cup's teammate was Kendrick Bourne.
1: Well, think how, I think that Eastern Washington team, I don't know if they won the Natty, but they got to the Natty. I don't
0: think they won it either.
1: But they were... Their quarterback was good, too. Wasn't it the little guy that went to Oregon?
0: No, not Vernon Adams. It was the guy that transferred to Washington State.
1: Uh, Gardner Minshew?
0: No, not that guy. He never actually really, he never played at Washington State.
1: Do you think some of those guys, when they're on like the sweetest D1 AA team, like, I can do it the next level and like kind of want to go check it out. And then they get there like, damn, that's a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you don't get Weaver state every week. You don't get the, you don't get the UC Davis Aggies. No, you no, you get uh you get Oregon, <laughs> you know, next week you get Iowa. Marty says, yes, Vernon Adams. I thought there was another quarterback. Um, I thought Vernon Adams, when he transferred to Oregon, his whole thing was he had put up historic numbers and it turns out he was throwing to those two guys. Right.
0: Who was the other quarterback? Maybe, yeah, maybe that's
1: true, but they had an, uh, Someone also said they had Egbaco, the dude on the Niners, the pass rusher. Ebikam. Is he on the Niners? Oh, really? Yeah, he was an Eastern Washington guy. I mean, they were for like three straight years winning like 13 games yeah, a year. Gage Gubrud. I don't recognize that name. Isn't Eastern Washington's former head coach who was Cal's offensive coordinator, Will Wilcox? he became the Cal Poly head coach and they hired Musgrave to take his job, right? Bo Baldwin. Yeah. Who was obviously had a really potent offense. Is, it turns out... They Cal Poly really killing game. it right now or no? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I saw the Fresno State it. score.
0: Uh, John, I was thinking I would uh, throw something off you. I, I Not that we have to like do a, a bit here and like, make it a segment, but it was kind of a heat check. A take I had that I'm not sure. Maybe it's too hot and maybe I'm just searching for a unique take and i'm wrong um but it's about oh i just got your text that said you are muted uh i i got a take about zach wilson tell me if this is too hot or not it might not all be zach wilson's fault in fact it's not all zach wilson's fault this is not all zach wilson zach wilson is the starting quarterback for the new york jets with a first-time head coach who's a defensive coach so
1: his head coach
0: can't help him right Robert Saleh no can't help him.
1: Well, he can be po- he's a positive mentor, he's a big positive. He can
0: fan. give him he can give him pep talks, but he can't help him once the game starts. Yeah. His offensive coordinator is Matt Lafleur, who we have no idea if he's any good as an offensive coordinator. No clue. He never called plays before. His team um, has an offensive line that is less than desirable. The right guard who I saw Duke Manyweather did this thing. I guess he's given up the most, the second most pressures of any right guard in the NFL. That guy. I read a story in which he said that uh, Zach Wilson needs to get rid of the ball quicker, which I'm sure is true, but like, I don't know, is that the guy who needs to be saying it? Zach Wilson needs to get rid of the ball quicker, so he's not exactly getting unconditional support from his teammates. And then on top of that... Well, that guy's probably getting screamed at
1: uncontrollably.
0: Again, by might not be wrong, coach. but I'm not sure that's the ideal situation for the rookie quarterback in the New York media for your right guard to be telling everybody you need to get rid of the ball quicker. True, true. And his quarterback room is can't help him. His quarterback room, the other quarterback in the quarterback room is a guy named Mike White, <clears> who is in his fourth year in the NFL and has never thrown an NFL pass in his previous three years. Okay? So he has... As little support, I mean, this is as bad as it can get. And now, maybe Robert Sala turns out to be a great coach. But if you just wrote all that on paper, first-time head coach, first-time offensive coordinator, bad offensive line, and no veteran quarterback presence in the quarterback room, you'd say, that's a recipe for failure.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Uh, I, I, I would say the number one thing, because every year you're going to have an offensive coordinator that's never called plays, right? That gets yep. hired for a job. That's that's going to happen probably for the end of time. Because a lot of coaches, I'd say it's going to happen more and more because a lot of these offensive coordinators are going to get hired from staffs where their head coach is the play caller. Because that feels pretty prevalent. It feels more prevalent right now than it ever has been. Do you agree with that? And the and those guys are going to get hired from Andy, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and they're just not going to be the play caller. Yeah, we've seen multiple Eagles, guy, Doug Peterson guys get hired. Yes, it's it's going to happen. I would say the craziest fucking thing because they drafted multiple offensive linemen in the last couple of years and the left tackle got carted off the field a couple of weeks ago. Like that's, you can't control an injury. To not have, you could argued like, listen, Alex, we will pay you $7 million to be the third string quarterback and just help this guy out and just, just teach him. Or hell, hey, the Bears, we'll give you a seventh round pick Do you know that the third biggest cap charge on the Bears is Nick Foles? It's Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, Nick Foles.
0: I think if Dalton, like once Dalton's healthy, is it's Dalton Beckett? Maybe he gets traded finally.
1: Dalton gets traded? No, no, Foles. But he was, but like before, like in the training camp, when it's clear, like Fields is going to be their number two. Wouldn't it make sense if you're the Jets and you have some wiggle room with money with a young quarterback, a young team? Like, hey guys. I would say, I saw Alex, I didn't see him say this. I didn't realize he's going to these Monday night games and like is talking on the field like with Steve Young before the game. Oh. he was he was at the game last night. And they asked him, cause, you know, the topic came up about the rookie quarterbacks weekend, two interceptions or excuse me, two total two touchdowns. I don't know if that factors in Trey's rushing touchdown. I'm gonna assume it does because Zach Wilson did not throw one. Fields did not throw one. Mac threw one. Lawrence might have. Yeah, so maybe gone it doesn't. Two. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't factor in. Yeah, I think Lawrence threw one. Mac threw one. Mac threw a little lollipop. It was a pretty cool play by Kendrick Bourne. kind of. So it doesn't factor in Trey Lance's, but seven interceptions. It was a it was a bloodbath for them all. Right, <laughs> they were really pretty bad. Mac has Brian Hoyer. Trevor Lawrence. We and Josh McDaniel. And Josh but yeah, and Josh McDaniels. We make fun of CJ Bethard. C.J. Bethard's been in the league now going on five years. He's been on a Super Bowl team. He's been an active starting quarterback. Like he can talk to a guy. Played
0: about in a complicated it. offense for Kyle Shanahan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I you could argue what they did to Zach Wilson in that quarterback room's malpractice.
0: That's what I'm arguing. I'm arguing that he, he is if he's gonna succeed. Uh, he's not going to get his best shot with the way they've.
1: they've I don't see him. how you couldn't justify his rookie year when you knew you were going to be terrible, not overpaying for like, you know, an Andy Dalton type just to have around an Alex. And you said it, Nick Foles. But now, can didn't he tell give... me he wants to start? I mean, it feels like he's telling Nick everybody Foles? he wants to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course he wants to start. <laughs> and maybe enough, t- you know, enough things happen and you, maybe you, maybe they do end up trading him somewhere where he could start because guys get hurt. But. Yeah, that's all. That's what that was my Zach Wilson heat check.
1: Yeah, I, 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 my best source. That's just consistently, I would say he's right when I ask him about a player ninety nine point seven percent of the time. Oh my God, bulky? Uh, no, <laughs> this guy's nails. Works for the Chiefs Somebody actually. Get him a job. Yeah, he's got a good. They're job. not listening to him the last few drafts. I'll <laughs> tell you that he's got a good job. That uh, he thought that Zach Wilson, and I think a lot of people think. About Zach Wilson, they're not the biggest Zach Wilson guys, and I, I think he is one of the more polarizing players over the last several years. Of you know, some people, Chris Sims, I, I don't even know. Like, does Drew Brees even count when you make some bold? Drew Brees made a bold statement, like, but you've been in the NFL, like. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the tape, then I would count it. But he probably hasn't, you know. Like to me, Sims, that that to me is he. I know he does the work. I know he's locked in. Like he thought he thought really highly of him. And I I think there were people in the league that thought he was going to be a star. There were other people that were like, I think he was like my fourth or fifth quarterback. Like guys that said, he's definitely more physically gifted than Mac, but I think Mac's a better player. And he might just be a little overwhelmed. And to not have the help, that that to me is, that's unacceptable. If I had a rookie quarterback, I have to have a guy, to me the bot, the the baseline would be like a CJ Beathard. But I have to at minimum have a guy who started games, Who's smart and is a good character guy. Ideally, like Andy Dalton is probably the best, right? Like that type guy. If you can get him at 33 years old, I don't really know Flacco with Jalen. I don't know Flacco's personality never seemed like the ideal guy, but like Dalton actually feels like the perfect guy.
0: Except Dalton just got paid 10 million to be a starter, so he. No, might I know. Be
1: I'm just saying that player though. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I and maybe that is where he goes next year. It's it's. Why, when I watch Zach Wilson, is he running around playing playground, play backyard football, playground football? Maybe it's partly him. Well, he's like, a little—he's got a little playground to him. I no doubt, but maybe we should just—can we not hand the, can we not just get like
1: some bubble screens or something? Like, let's just get the ball out of his hands. Let's help him. Well, you know, the Jets coaching staff was first-time head coach, first-time offensive coordinator, first-time defensive coordinator, first-time special teams coach all their coordinators and head coach had never been in that role. First time GM, second year GM. He'd been a GM now, I think a couple of years and you know, he was, he ran the drafts in Philly. So it's, he's experienced, but I think part of it when you're in his position, when you want to empower the coach, you just kind of let him pick a staff, right? You can't, it's a hard position, right? Yeah. I mean, my question is, did they empower the coach or did they hire a coach? They can control. They did, I mean, I, I, I suck. I don't even know what knocking on wood does. Greg Knapp was a guy who'd been a quarterback coach for a long period of time, and he died. Yeah, that's significant. You know, I think that maybe in their mind, that was their backup quarterback. I mean, you and I had been talking about Greg Knapp, it feels like, for a decade plus. Of he's, You mm-hmm. always see him when you watch his team, and he was like a quarterback guy. Yeah. So that's... Good point. I just thought of they that. They tried. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's I. Effort. I would do both though. I would say, well, you still couldn't find, you know, some older player. I isn't I was watching the Charger game Uh, and they Chase go to the Daniel. side and Chase Daniels there. like Still I, there? He has value. Is he in uniform? He's in uni, yeah. Is, is Easton Stick in uniform? Uh, I think they kept all three.
0: How about, did you see the end of the Monday night game when Peyton's like, I watched all this Cooper Rush tape just in case. <laughs> Why? Because he wanted them to put Cooper Rush in on like the last
1: series. Yeah, they kept three. And I, I wonder if they're because why would you keep three with Herbert? I wonder if there's like you know there's something to be said about having an older quarterback around, even with both of the guys. Yeah, and they right? might
0: really like Easton stick for the future, but right now, this second, he's not good enough. Like Chase is better than him. I even think Easton might, might be the him. backup. Oh, but if 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 my question would be if Herbert got hurt in like a. Game that was tied at 30 with eight minutes left. Who's coming in that game?
1: Well, whenever anyone does the deep dives on Chase Daniels' actual play, it's pretty ugly, right? His best role is really on the sideline with the hat, being a mentor. Hype man. He's like
0: the guy with the rapper that just swings the white towel and just says, you know, we the best.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I just went to the Chargers too deep. Yeah. I mean, they have Chase as number two, so maybe you're right.
0: But I see. I've taught. I've seen situations where it's dependent on the game situation. Like you've got two. Like you got two quarterbacks, right? If you're down, if Justin Herbert gets hurt in the third quarter and the score is Raiders twenty-four, Chargers ten, that might be Easton Stick, right? We need we need dynamic plays. If it's the reverse, Herbert gets hurt with a fourteen-point lead, it might be Chase Daniel. It, sometimes it can be situation dependent. Yeah. That game, I can't wait. That Monday night game. This is one of the best matchups I think you could create. Just right now, week four, of the NFL season. Like as hyped as I am for Patriots Bucks, I the chances that that game is better than Chargers Raiders is low. I would agree. Like Chargers Raiders is legitimately one of the best. I was watching the Rams. I think game the, I game think the four
1: games between Mahomes, Herbert, and Carr. That little four game stretch. Yeah. The, whenever those four Six teams- game stretch. Or those three teams play each other is fantastic. That game was sweet. Watching just Herbert and Mahomes come on the field, on and off the field. I think it's four, right? Well, you play each each of you play twice. Oh yeah. Two, it's four, oh yeah. Six total games. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Um I watched the Rams and thought I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Deshaun could have scored. Did I say this already, or did I say this to you off the air? No, you said air? it to me off the air. Could have scored another touchdown in that game, but Stafford's arm got hit. Remember that ball and it came up short and Deshaun didn't know where to look, but he had his man beat at like the five-yard line. Yeah. And then early in the game, there was a PI. It should have been a PI. Didn't get called. He had his man beat down the middle.
1: If he would have caught that, do you think he would have ran down the goal line before <laughs> he went in? Stafford's arm might not be strong enough for Deshaun still. Uh, no, I'm kidding, but... I feel like Deshaun, and this may be unfair to him, doesn't even train. He just looks the same and just shows up and runs like a 4-3. Like it Like is a lot of times like... Pretty nuts he's still that fast. Because he is dramatically faster than everyone else. Even when he ran and then McVay ran, it looked like McVay was going so slow relative to Deshaun. Yeah. Deshaun looks
0: effortless. That's part of it, right? Yeah. He's just so smooth.
1: I feel like McVay's, know...
0: McVay's very happy right now. Yeah, did you see he told Peter King he had a massive headache after the game? Maybe because he was losing his mind the whole time? But it's they. to me, they look... I I think like if I had to pick right now who's going to win the Super Bowl, I'd say the Rams. Stafford looks good.
1: Man, he looks sweet. Now, he's he, looks- he passed his first test, and he's clearly going to have a good season. Absolutely, There will be a lot of pressure, like being the hunted in the playoffs, assuming they are in position to get the number one seed. Sure. Like, the, the, I, here's what I know. The Niners aren't as good as them right now. No,
0: they're not. But the other thing for them is now they've beaten the Bucks, so the Bucks have to have a better record than the Rams in order if they end up. You right? Like now, unless the Ram, if the Rams win nine games, it doesn't matter. But if they're close to each other in the battle for the one seed, the Rams have the tiebreaker. So the Bucks have to be one game better than the Rams.
1: You think fourteen and three gets you the one seed? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Because the Bucks, I mean, are the Panthers and the Saints is going to be? That's not. Four and oh for the Bucks. I could see them losing one of those four games. Yeah, I mean, they just, they're, they're to me when you're the Rams are going to lose the division in the game, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they're they're beatable. I'm not saying they're impenetrable. Super Bowl is at SoFi this year. What was the word you used earlier? Unassailable. Oh yeah, unassailable and impenetrable. Um,
1: the Super Bowl. You go through the dictionary year. before you call a game just to pull out a couple words.
0: No, because it's, it's hard to execute that without it feeling forced. Yeah. Um, but the state the Super Bowls at SoFi this year. So as I tweeted today, Raiders, Rams, SoFi Stadium. What <laughs> happens? Super Bowl. What's corporate grad? A lot of a lot of Raider fans among the Fortune 500 CEOs. So is that, is be that there. a fact? I don't know, but probably probably some sneaky ones.
1: I bet at one point in time, all the people, all the kids that grew up in the 70s, once they become 50, if Wouldn't, you said, what are the fan, what teams are they fans of? It'd been the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Raiders. It's just generational. Like what are the fans in the 80s? Like the Bears, the Niners and the Giants, right? Yeah. In the 90s, it'd be the Cowboys, the Niners, the Packers.
0: <laughs> I'm just sorry. That Rams Raiders Super Bowl at SoFi was just such a pandering tweet by me today.
1: <laughs> I had a it, was, hard time. it was, it was too easy. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I I don't feel quite as confident that the Raiders are going to go in and beat this team. I think they're pretty good. I, I think Raiders say, are too. No, no,
0: I, I, no, no, no. Look, don't don't mistake my prediction for like great confidence.
1: I'm with you. It's I, no Peyton and Eli. Like that's are they,
0: they like gotta, we already did the Raiders, but it was such a great the Raiders. I they just clearly planned it all ahead of time. But I just specifically them talking about Herbert. I know that's this game just might be so much Herbert. fun. I know. So if they come back week seven. There's another good Monday night game they're going to miss. Actually,
1: well, they they had to do the Lions-Packers. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Who made this schedule? Peyton? No, he wouldn't want to do Lions. Why would he do Lions-Pack? He doesn't want that. I think he clearly had some impact on this schedule.
0: Yeah, but I just wonder if they have other things going on. Just, yeah, like, they have lives. ESPN would take them
1: for every game, right? If they said, "Hey, can you give?" They're going to us- miss Colts-Ravens. When's that? Colts don't have a win. Well,
0: I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised Peyton, that's week five. Peyton not doing the Colts Monday night game?
1: He feels a little, it's weird. He, You know, he's a Colt, but he feels a little more Bronco-y now. I know. But he likes Ursae.
0: Yeah. You Um, see Ursae
1: at a party? Giants
0: at Chiefs is a Monday night game, by the way.
1: Oh, my God. Did you see Ursae's tweet Saturday (laughs) night of him singing? (laughs) The... Tell, yeah, go ahead. Share your thoughts. You know what it was is he, I guess he something owns like charity event or something? like a music studio or something in Nashville. So obviously they're playing the Titans. So he had a big party. So he hosted a big party. Gotcha. And he's a boys, musician, right? Yeah. And then the boys were jamming. I, I think he's a guitarist. He's not a singer because his voice is terrible.
0: My favorite part of that video was he's up there singing, and you just see
1: in the crowd. The crowd's like. Whoo! You know, it's like people like, "Well, we got to cheer." Did you see how into it he was? Like he thinks he is one of the true songbirds of his time. He does love music. Which I will give it. him that. Like I don't think he's faking it. Like he loves music.
0: And you know, look, uh, we 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 all love singing despite bad
1: voices. So, guy, he I, he taught He doesn't sing. He talks. It was terrible. He said Springsteen's one of his big influences. Yeah, but Springsteen can sing.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of talking, though. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of talking. Uh, I guess the good news is if we got to get Chiefs-Giants, if we get the Mannings for that game. So their rotation of
1: guests. Yeah, I want Peyton with Mahomes. I want to hear some takes. Yeah, it's true.
0: Even if he's sliced and diced him, that could actually be great. And Eli kind of making fun of the Giants, but you know, it might be hard to resist.
1: I would imagine he's on a million dollar retainer. Keeps him a little quiet, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I could see Eli pulling a Greg pop after the Raiders he used to play really shitty. He's like, where's Eli? He's like, he didn't show. He's like, I am I'm not feeling saying well. a bad word. <laughs> not hundred percent today. You're taking the day off. But see, the Giants would say the
0: opposite. The Giants would say, Eli, we're paying you a million dollars to be on during that broadcast and defend us.
1: It's hard position. It's a, this to be
0: money in. don't come free.
1: <laughs> no, it's a hard position to be That in. parking space comes with a price. It's a hard position to be in. I'm telling you guys, I believe Joe Judge is the guy, and Eli's personality, he takes some just subtle, He's a he makes fun of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard for him just to be like, everything's great, guys. He wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. Yeah. The key would just, you'd have to just, you just make fun of the other team, right? Like last night, I felt like he was just in his element, two teams that he's played. How many times has he played those two teams?
0: I'd forgotten that he opened Jerry World with a win.
1: Oh, it was Giants. Giants
0: beat him on the last second field goal.
1: The first night in that stadium?
0: Yeah. The
1: crazy thing is the story about the nine-year-old flipping him off. He, I doubt he's making that up. I mean, the kid <laughs> might have been like 14. He's He might bring down the age a little bit, but I bet it was a younger kid flipping him off. He's like, what the hell? He definitely probably mm-hmm. got
0: the most hate. If you just said last 20 years, who's gotten the most hate in that stadium? Eli would be at the top of the list. Uh, Yeah, Eli and Romo. Romo. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with uh, another pod coming up next week. uh, On Thursday, excuse me, uh, plus a mailbag. Don't forget, we always appreciate if you hit that like button on your way out as we finish up the YouTube and um, share it. Share it with your friends. We tell people. People are always looking for good podcasts. Recommend it. You know, if you're going to recommend Ted Lasso, recommend Haberman and I,
1: You know, I got through two episodes, The second episode of the season of Ted Lasso. I, I stopped. I have not gotten past episode three. It's been a while. It just doesn't do. It's, no, it's, it's not doing it for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the show we all need, John. All right. Uh, oh, final comment from Marty on the way out the door. We, we, we he's speaking as the Niner person, can't count on Goff throwing us the ball three times a game anymore.
1: Nope.
0: It's the dawn of a new day. No.
1: I think Stafford's ball are going to go right over Lenore's head.
0: <laughs> and there goes the shot. All right. We'll deal with that another day. Thanks Adios. for hanging with us, everybody.